Let's think. We, we need a plan B. Yeah, absolutely. I think we need a boost. You know, like a creative boost. Yes. Let's get serious about this. Okay. Gas. We'll siphon the gas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's great, baby. Yeah, we just need a, a trash barrel or like a gas can to put the gas in, and then we'll walk it back to the car, and, 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 and boom, we'll be on our way. Listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 297. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we attempt to unravel the mystery of why, in a world full of Skarsgård, we can't help but be infatuated with the goofy-looking bug-eyed one. <laughs> in Kill Bill, actor spotlight Bill Skarsgård. Did you say miscury? Miscury. <laughs> We're unraveling the miscury. Unsolved miscaries. I was thinking of his musk. His muskery. That's it. Ooh, Bill's muskery. <laughs> <laughs> smells like the sewers. Ooh. Bill's, are, Bill Skarsgård is a very strange-looking man. You know, I kind of, uh, I've, I've, I've transitioned over my, to my wife's way of thinking on this one. Oh, He's, yeah? He is, like, unconventionally good-looking, but he is good-looking. Yeah, he's, he's... He's got he's got big old goofy eyes, but but that's part of his charm. He's good-looking the way, like, a good ham looks, you know? Like, a good ham looks good. I'm not going to, like, want to get with it, though. I love a good ham. <laughs> I'd, I'd fuck a ham, dude. Are you kidding me? Like, when it's still warm? Absolutely, I would. <laughs> Put a little glaze on it. <laughs> yeah. You're crazy, dude. Oh, don't eat the ham at the holiday party. That's why they call it the bone-in ham. Oh! Hey! Uh, anyway, James, uh, it's been two weeks. Right on, dude. Yes, an, it has. That was an unintentional break. Yeah. My bad. Shit. It happens. <laughs> well, not your bad, technically. Yeah, well, we um, last week, if you uh, listened to last week's episode, which I think only like 30 people did since it got posted, but then... I had a hell of a week last week, so it didn't actually get like advertised, so like no one listened to it. It was uh, a bit of a dud last uh, two weeks ago. And to be fair, I try, I did try to pull my weight. I you kept, did. I you kept did. telling you, hey, send me the shit, and I'll post it, and then you'd be like, yeah, I totally will, <laughs> and then you just never did. Dude, it was a bad, it was a bad week. Yeah, if it's I, understandable, dude. If I, I won't get too too much into it, but uh, on the last on the last episode, I had mentioned that there were some family unexpected medical things going on. I unfortunately had uh, an uncle of mine pass away yeah. uh, over the course of the last week, and uh, it was it was a rough one. It was one of those ones that you just don't expect, you know? <clears throat> yeah, like, like it's just like in a mil- not in a million years would you expect this particular person to be like on in in that position you your, know what i'm saying your dad's my brother? dad my dad's brother and yeah. how, how old is he 65 oh, geez, yeah dude. super young it was yeah. a it was a it was a weird freak thing man i tell you what he went in for yeah not the heart things running my in my, my dad's side yeah. you know whatever my uncle went in and uh had some some heart stuff or whatever ended up having a bypass and uh he never woke up from the anesthesia yeah that's the... he, well. Ended up having like a stroke and stroke, stuff. It was, yeah. yeah, it was just one thing after another. It was just a, a dominoes fell and yeah. it, it sucked. Yeah, that's awful. Absolutely I'm sorry, dude. sucked. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah, really sorry to hear about that. So um, I was I was a bit off my game in the last week. So yeah, that's we why thought, that's why we, things didn't happen. We thought about still doing the show. Mike thought it might be a good distraction, and then we just like we were like, no, let's just. Well, I started like, watching. We we did. We're doing the same movies this week that we were supposed to do last week. Right. Yeah. And so it's like I'm starting to watch the movies, and I'm like I'm I'm realizing that a I'm out of time. Now it feels like an obligation. Right, it feels right. like I'm having to like make time. It, it, it just fell. And you're just you were probably just like staring at the TV, right? Like kind not, of not really like yeah. focusing on anything. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Kind of. So. Yeah. We uh, we took a little break, and uh, it was it was good. It was good to take a break, and yeah, uh, yeah we're back. What you What'd you do with your time? What did I do with my time? I don't. I've been two I'm, weeks, James. Come I'm on. starting to wonder. I don't do. I, I'm starting to realize I don't do enough with my time. That's probably true. <laughs> but isn't that isn't that all of us? Yeah. Isn't that all yeah. of us really? Yeah. All of us just sit around and fucking pull our pud. I, literally <laughs> pull our pud. Gross. <laughs> um. Um. I mean, we've been uh, we've been knee deep in planning our holiday party for next weekend. Oh, yeah. Whoop, whoop. I feel like we've been the uh, house. I say of whoop, parties. whoop because it's a it's an ICP um, family party. Yeah, insane clown pos poswa. That's, what? what? That's the family that's, party. <laughs> that's the joke you pulled out. <laughs> yeah, insane clown poswa. <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. Mean anything. <laughs> I got nothing. Oh wow, that's it's, awesome. Um, no, we're having a holiday party. Our typical uh, the night of the drinking red holiday party. The night of the drinking red, which is maybe my favorite name for anything I've ever named. I name lots of things. Even the Buzzkill podcast. Better than that. Even the Campy and Champ out. It's better than that. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's not. I think it is. It's not. Anyway, though, uh, it's not yeah. as good as you think it is. It's our our annual holiday party. So we're in full swing of that. Got to go get a Christmas tree this weekend. Doing that on. Uh, Sunday. Oh, I thought you guys put up a Christmas tree already. No, we cut ours down, baby. We go out, we go out into the woods, and we shoot our own tree. Oh, that's and fine. We, we harvest it out in the in the woods, field dress it. That's all good. And I carry it back like a man. That's all good and everything. Yeah. No, if, if if we got any time before this weekend, by the time Christmas comes around, it's just gonna be dead. Nah. Yeah. Nah, not yeah. with all the not with all the hormones they're pumping into the trees these days. Yeah, well, they're resilient. In fairness, <laughs> in fairness, maybe it was because we got a sad tree last year. You did. We did. We, <laughs> we got a very sad tree. It was well loved, though. It was well loved. Yeah, it was. Er. If uh, if you remember, if you remember anything, I think we talked about this last year. If uh, Last year, it was almost a year ago to the weekend, because I think I just heard something on the news about it. Uh, there was a school shooting in Ox- at Oxford High School. Oh, yeah. And we ended up going to the Oxford tree farm like three days later. We yeah. realized that all the kids working there were like high school age. And we're like, all these kids probably went to that high school. Yep. I actually... And it was a really somber... Uh, yeah, it was like I'm not, I'm not, not laughing a, at the situation. No, but like it's yeah, but a you realize, oh, like this is not really a joyful <laughs> place to be right now. But you know, it yeah. was what it was, right? Yeah, but, uh, yeah. That, I actually forgot that that was the story about yep, you guys getting yep. your your tree. Damn. But, um, uh, and also, why is there a reason that you drove all the way out to Oxford for a tree? There's dude. There's no tree farms. Like fresh tree farms, there's not a lot of them around anymore. Yeah. All the ones that uh, we actually, it, it took us a while to even find one because all the ones that I knew of, they're closed. Mm. I don't know if it was a pandemic thing or if it was. Uh, oh, because you guys but... want to cut it down. You don't oh, want to yeah. actually write on. Yeah, yeah, we go, we go cut it down ourselves. Yeah, kill it. Fucking I, I kill what I eat. Fucking hipsters, dude. <laughs> Who hipsters. gives a shit, dude? Grew up doing this. Did you guys never grow up doing that? Yeah, we did. Oh, okay. Yeah, but also we we lived three miles away from the tree farm, so you know. 
It was like not that big it's of a deal. It's called the woods. <laughs> you can't just go out onto state land and cut down a tree. You why? get busted you go, for that. You can go on state land and shoot a deer. Uh, why can't you go? Why can't if you have a license. Why can't you go on state land and shoot a tree? I guess if you go get a, a tree shooting license. <laughs> It's tree hunting season. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much what it is. Around these parts. Um, I'm, a tro- I'm a trophy hunter, you know? You bring it back and you display it in your house. <laughs> Harvest the, the sap, maybe? The dead carcass of the, <laughs> the tree hanging above your mantle. Um, what the hell? Like, Why do I feel like I did do something? I I talked about Thanksgiving last you week. You did. You did. Did I? What have I done in the last you two weeks? Probably nothing. I feel like I did. So- oh, well, we had actual Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Oh, boy. It's been a long two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you do for Thanksgiving? Ah, uh, well, my uncle died literally the day before, so it was kind of a kind of a weird holiday this oh, year. right on. Yeah. yeah. Actually, you know, it, the weird thing is... <laughs> we'll put a damper on things. The weird, the weird thing is, is that <clears throat> we actually had Thanksgiving with that side of the family, and it was actually really nice. It was a celebration, it, right? Kind of, like kind a, of, yeah. It wasn't the whole family, but it was for everyone that did get together. It was kind of like a, it was kind of like one of those things where, since it wasn't hanging over our heads, like waiting for it to happen anymore. Sure, yeah, it was almost like you could breathe a sigh of relief and like start the process. And that was kind of a good day to like kind of start that. Right. So it was good. Yeah. Um, think Turkey Day was great though. Yeah. It was cool. uh, it was filled with lots of food. We had two dinners, which is a mistake. Don't ever do. Don't ever think that you can do two sides of a family in one day and eat double dinners. It's a Dude, bad idea. I used to not only do that, but I, it was well. Where was your? How far apart were your two? Like about four ge- hours geographically. Oh, well, it was my my parents and her parents. Okay. So. Well, we used to do one dinner here in in uh, uh, what town? St. Clair Shores. Yeah. And then drive all the way up to Bad Axe for our second dinner. Okay. Which, so you do get that break in between, yeah. but it's a break sitting in the car for two hours, you know? Yeah. Did so you, it's eat, not like did you eat almost immediately when you got up there too? Uh, well, like I was telling you uh, a few days ago, my family tends to, during the holidays and stuff, we don't eat until like nine o'clock. See, it's weird. On holidays, my family eats early. Like we, we make it a point to eat dinner at like three, four o'clock on holidays. I feel like we used to do that when it was a bigger event. Mm-hmm. But now that it's just like it's now that it's small, it's just like my kids, my wife, and my wife, my wife, and like my parents, and 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 sure. uh, you know my sister and her family. Does now that, it's now that... it's we're more on my parents' schedule, and my Don't parents, call your parents, morons, <laughs> and my parents <laughs> eat dinner every night at like eight, okay, or nine, okay. You know, like they're late late eaters. Sure, sure. So, did did the whole like tradition of eating early on holidays come from the tradition of eating early on Sundays? Because it was like the fancy day, like family day or whatever. So it was always early dinner. Do you think that's where that came from? Maybe because you'd like, like go out because you like you go out to church and then afterward yeah. you go out for a, a nice brunch, yeah, or something. Brunch, <laughs> a brunch, brunch. You must have been rich. <laughs> <laughs> no, did, we, no, we didn't do brunch in Bad Axe. So it we wasn't a we thing. We didn't do brunch down here, and it was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> brunch, brunch for you guys is sitting out in the patio with a beer. That's brunch. Well, that is brunch. That's if true. you pour no, some tomato, pour mimosa. some tomato juice into it. Now, oh God, gross! Clamatos. Cl- no, uh, what are they? Ch- Chiladas. Ch- yeah. Ugh. If you make your own, it's not bad. The, the actual pre-canned what we, ones. What are did we that? literally talk about last week? That if you that if, if you're ever with the option of tomato juice or vodka, oh, yeah, you dude. run away. Right. It's the same thing with tomato juice or beer. You run away. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's gross. I can drink it. Disgusting. 
But, uh, but that, anyway, though, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's all we had. Cool, man. I went, oh, oh, sorry, one, one last thing. What'd you do? I went Black Friday shopping in a real store. And? Why? Yeah, why? Why? Yeah, why? At Somerset. Why? Why? It was good people watching, though. All the rich assholes running around uh, the rich part of Somerset. So we have a mall called Somerset that is divided by a skywalk that goes over the main road. And one side is like the rich side. It's and the literally, other side is it's literally, the regular side. It's literally divided by the by classes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, <laughs> one, most, it's a segregated one, mall. One, there's, like, there's, there's the rich side on the, on the south side of, of uh, Big, Be- Big Beaver. Big Beaver. And then you cross the skywalk to the, to the poor dirt... Sh- shit people side which is where we belong i can call it the shit people side because that's where we belong. sure 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 um <laughs> it's funny that when you're walking over to the rich side it's called big beaver when you're walking back over to the poor side it's just gigantic pussy <laughs> <laughs> giant puss road that's it <laughs> smelly puss road <laughs> um it's a yeah it's a nice mall though but that i when i'm walking on the rich side uh it just like because we usually park on rich side. Yeah. And then we take the skywalk over to poor side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what I call it. I'm an asshole, I know. But like I said, I belong on poor side. Sure, so it's sure. uh, it's fine. Just walking through rich side, like I see the assholes in that pl- in there and like they I'm like, you're in Michigan. You're not anybody. You're not a you know, you're not a big deal. Yep. You're in Michigan. Like fuck get over yourself, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> You're literally you're you're wearing a you're wearing a two thousand dollar dress in Michigan. <laughs> it's like, like it's like the people that drive Lamborghinis around here. I'm like yeah. the potholes themselves will ruin your yeah. car. What awesome, you, dude. We what? start we start salting our roads in fucking October. I know, <laughs> jackass. And also we have potholes the size of like like three small children laying in this the middle of the road, which yeah, is a very I don't know why I picked that analogy, but well. Do you want any of this? Do you want to no, try it? No. Um, you want to try it? Yeah, I'll take a nip. I mean, I've had it before. Got a little Four Roses small batch from our good buddy, John, who used to be on the show, but then we don't let him on the show anymore because he, yeah. um, you know. Because he's cause he's John. Because he wouldn't watch the movies and then he'd pretend like he would. <laughs> <laughs> you want some of that? Called out. <laughs> All right, uh, James, why don't you do something? Why don't we get into some corrections from that's, last week? That's the one. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, James, I'm going to let you start this because I actually only have one correction. Okay. Well, um, so the, the brain eraser that I was talking about last week... Oh, yes. ...is actually called the no-brainer eraser, and it's from Yikes. Oh, and you oh yikes. Holy shit. So I haven't thought about yikes. Was yikes the same company that made the weird colored pencils? Yes. You know, like the like the outside of the pencil would yes. be teal, but then when you sharpened it, the inside would be like hot yeah. pink or something. Yeah, they had like trapper keepers and stuff, yeah. and like a whole so line of stuff. This Fuck, is the this dude. is the exact packaging that my no brainer oh came in. God yikes. With the little plastic brain and then inside was a purple brain and then you, okay. it was like kneadable and you could after oh, like man. after you warmed it up and kneaded it a little bit, it turned into like a like like putty almost. I tell you what, man, the '90s were a fucking magical yeah, place. The '90s were awesome. God, it was so good. Yep, hell yeah. All right, continue. Um, uh, so the no brainer. The other thing that I was talking about was this book right here, the book, oh, of, yes. the book of Nod. And I said I thought that it was a companion piece to a game called The Land of Nod. The Land of Nod is actually uh, is actually crate and barrels um what is it here 
uh, crate and barrels like baby clothes section. Uh, what? <laughs> called the Land of Nod. Uh, this actually goes along with. Uh, let me see if I can find the. Uh, the Book of Nod is not designed to be a definitive book on the nature of vampires and their founder, Cain. So, Cain, ah, the founder of vampires. Okay. There are no game mechanics within. The reason behind this is that the Book of Nod is meant to be 100% setting material. Ideally, storytellers will use the Book of Nod as a prop in either their Masquerade Mind's Eye theater game or their Vampire the Masquerade Chronicles. Are you even listening to me? I am. Yeah. They'll use it for their Vampire Masquerade Chronicles. Yeah. And uh, vampires and shit. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your correction? <laughs> uh, my, my correction is uh, with how many Jones Soda uh, holiday releases there are. I was a little <laughs> off. I was a little off. Oh, they, got a, they got a whole lineup. There's a whole fleet oh, really? of Jones Soda now. All right. Let's you hear can, it. You can puck your lips up to Candy Cane. Puck your lips up? Pucker. Pucker. <laughs> Pucker your lips up to Candy Cane Jones Soda. Okay. Cranberry, like I said. Cranberry would be good. Uh, gingerbread. Oh, that would be, 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 be good. all right. Sugar Plum. Okay. Okay. I'm still on board. Turkey and Gravy. I mean. Fruitcake Soda. Uh, that'd be all right, I guess. Green bean casserole. Hell yeah. Now you're talking. Mashed potato. Yep. And pear tree. Oh, wow. That'd like be partridge. good. Partridge. Like a partridge. In, in a. You should have in a pear tree. partridge flavored and pear tree. Ooh. So you could. Very foul. <laughs> is there. <laughs> is there a. There's got to be a uh, a liquor out there. Oh, dude. there's This is for next year. There's got to be a liquor out there called partridge something, right? Yeah, and we could do a shot where you do a bomb, like a like a Irish car bomb. Yeah. Except for you take a shot of partridge, whatever the hell. We're gonna find it. We're gonna find a liquor that's called partridge something, and you drop it into the pear tree soda, and you call so it the partridge, partridge in the pear, pear tree. tree. Ooh, okay. I'm gonna write this down because we will forget. What if it. what if what if we just uh, drank the blood of a partridge, and we fermented it so that it gets boozy? But where does the pear tree come in? Well, it's still the Jones soda. Oh. You just drop a shot of blood into the, <laughs> into the Jones soda. Just, just simply kill a partridge, yeah. harvest its blood, yep, and then drop it into a, a glass of Jones and soda. You got dinner afterwards. You got partridge dinner. You ever had partridge? No. Is that something that people eat? I don't know. It's a. I know that I've, I've heard of the partridge family. Do you eat them? I mean, <laughs> you ever seen the mom? <laughs> Uh, okay. Anyway, James. Um, yeah, uh, that's, that's it for uh, corrections. So, what are we doing this week, Michael? James. What? You weren't no. recording? No, I was. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Usually when you say James, that's like, that's okay. We got to go back five minutes because we weren't recording. So, uh, this week, we're doing an actor spotlight. Yes. On the, the Bill Skarsgård. Yes. Pennywise. Yeah, you'd think that if we were doing it. <laughs> Actor spotlight on Bill Skarsgård, we would do his biggest movie, It. Uh, but we already did It. We did. So we're doing some of the smaller movies. We did it. We did it. This is delicious. Yeah, it is really Very good. good. Yeah. Very good. Um, um, so so one's, one is a horror movie. One is a horror comedy. One is, a, one is a comedy with some spooky stuff involved. It, like it, It's very much... Like a, it's comedy genre. It definitely fits genre-ty. It fits in our show, a genre-ty. Yeah, yeah, it fits in our show, just fine. I'd say, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, you absolutely. Know? We've watched we've watched funny movies before. Yeah, I right? mean, like, I I'd say it's like uh, not as wacky as something like Club Dread, but it's still you know. No, like, I mean Club well, Club Dread. Is Club like, Dread Club though Dread's was a was a straight up slasher yeah. just with. 
comedy. Well, shit. No, this is good. I don't know. It's fine. Yeah, it works. Perfectly fine. So anyway, uh, the movie Barbarian, yes. which just came out in 2022, mm-hmm. featuring Bill Skarsgård. It's the talk of the town. It is the talk of the town, and that's why we did it, because we want to stay on top of things. Yes. And then also Villains from 2019. Yes. So. With the beautiful Machia Monroe. Machia? Is that how you say it? Machia? I, I don't think so. I think it's, it's Ma- Machia, Machia, I think something it's, like that. I think it's, Ma- it's either Maka or... Like I always thought it was Machia. Well, it's like Ralph Machia, like Macchiato, <laughs> <laughs> like a nice karma Macchiato. Uh, no, it's spelled M A I K A. So it's either Maika or Maika. It's Ma- not Maika. It's not or, Maika. Or like Maika. It's not Maika. I've oh, heard her name been said it's, before. It's I not think that. it's Maika then. Maika Monroe. It's definitely. I I... It's definitely not Maki- Machia. No, no, no. Because that would we'll, be M A K I A. Correction for next week. Yeah, sure. Um, so. To go along with that, Michael found us Three Floyds. This is from Three Floyds, right? Yes. Three Floyds. Literally says it in oh, gigantic Oh, literally says letters. it in huge letters. Three Floyds. Three Floyds. <laughs> Floyd. one, one more time. <laughs> uh, it's a mystery. Um, Three Floyds Barbarian Haze IPA. I saw this on the shelf, and I almost did like a double glance. I'm like, no. What? It's not going to be that easy this what? week. And then I was like, it's that easy this week. <laughs> Uh, it's not normal, it says on the can. And it definitely is not normal. Can you talk for a second? I'm going to see yeah, if this, I can find a little This movie uh, was not normal. This. Not to get ahead of ourselves. Yeah, but, hell yeah, uh, it wasn't. we got a lot to say about it. Um, yep. uh, yeah, uh, Three Floyds. You're right, it's hard to say. Three Floyds Three Barbarian Floyds. Haze IPA. Um, the can is green, and it looks like it's got like a... I can't tell if it's a man or a monkey. It looks like a m- monkey to... Kind of, right? It, uh, like a missing link sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, he's wearing a flight helmet with goggles. goggles and then badass. he's looking at another one who looks exactly like him. I don't know. I don't want to sound like a queer or nothing, but this monkey kicks ass. <laughs> <laughs> Let's run cameras rolling. Let's run cameras rolling. Let's fuck. I can... oh, what does he say? Now I can't think of what it is. Let's run cameras rolling. Let's fucking party. <laughs> you saw, you saw I don't like remember. That. I haven't seen Orgasmo in so long. I know, dude. It's such been, a good movie. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, Barbarian Haze IPA. At long last, we bring you our take on a hazy IPA. It's no secret that most of our portfolio is hop forward. <laughs> yeah. Hop forward. Uh, flavorful and unfiltered. With Barbarian Haze, we took the hopping protocol a bit further using some new age brewing alchemy coupled with our old school heavy handed approach. Fans of the style will recognize the complex soft malt character that helps balance the generous hop additions for supreme drinkability. So that's the thing with uh, Three Floyds is they Ooh, it's hoppy. They add more hops. 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 It's a very it's available if rareable. It's available year round. <laughs> Words are hard tonight. It's available year round. It's 6.5 percenter. Oh, I had a 9 percenter before we started, yeah. so maybe that's yeah, Mike, I came. Mike I, brought me. What is, what is this? This is. Uh, it's a New Belgium. It's the new New Belgium. New Belgium special release Oak Spire, Bourbon Barrel Ale, Four Roses. Yeah. So is it? It's aged. In, I'm assuming in Four in, Roses. In four uh, roses. And then we're also drinking Four Roses small batch. Well, sipping, sipping, having, having a sip. Yeah, having a having a little sip, so we don't get too crazy. Wouldn't want to get too crazy. Do they say having a nip of something because it's about the same amount that a baby gets out of a nip? No, because that's like... <laughs> Is that what that means? No, because that's like like three or four ounces. Well, not, not in one gulp, though. 
Yeah, hell yeah. No. Yeah. Not- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if they if they really turn on the vacuum suction, just <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that's why they call that's why they say that babies get uh milk wasted. Well sure, but that's that's lots of you know what, never again. Not, just, not getting into this. That's a it, weird conversation to get into. Well, we're gonna continue that conversation because we're gonna get into some weird similar shit when we talk about Oh movies, yeah, you're so. right. So um, just a nip. Just a nip. All right, let's give this a try, bud. Cheers, sir. Cheers. All right. That's good. That's very good. It's actually not as strong as I would have expected it. No. Like, I'm waiting. I was really looking for some really bold flavors, like really hoppy, bold flavors. It's not even there. It's really actually kind I mean, of smooth. That, like, that would be more... That would be more, like... That would be in an IPA, just a straight up IPA. Kind of the the hallmark of a hazy IPA, at least as I understand it, at least with every one I've ever drank, is that they're it doesn't a, have that bite. They're a lot more, yeah. They're a lot softer. And, yeah. And I think that whenever whenever I whenever <clears throat> I juicy, if you will, whenever I hear brewers talk about how hop forward their beer is, though, I always think of something like Hop Slam. That's like really just like a punch to your mouth of hops. Yeah, you know? but if like compare this to other, compare this to like a like a M forty three. Yeah, this is a lot more hop forward it's, than it's an M forty three. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You know, smoothness is about the same, but it's good yeah. though. It's very good. I like it. Very good. Mm-hmm. All well, right. All right. That's what we're drinking, and that's what we're talking about. So let's get into trailer trash, baby. <laughs> All right, James, uh, it's time to bust into the book of sugar. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this movie. Oh, you mean it's time now? Yes. Oh, I thought it was time like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, a while back, we talked about this glorious idea that uh, the, the glorious idea that the gorgeous Elizabeth Banks had, and that was to direct a movie called Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear. Based on the true story. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> about a bear <laughs> they took that got into a bunch of cocaine. It took some liberties with it, I'd say. Um, we've both seen the trailer, uh, but we're gonna watch it again and wax poetic about it for about five minutes. Oh, so yeah. do yourselves a favor, um, go watch the trailer. Possibly take your pants off. Do whatever you need to do. Come back, and then we'll clean up together. So this is Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear. <laughs> Medic! Oh, Jesus. What is that? Beth, we should go. We have such good luck in nature. Oh man, that looks good, dude. That is that is the kind of movie I can really sink my teeth into. Let me tell, <laughs> let me tell you, um, there's nothing bad about what we just witnessed. I love at all. I I love that they they just like they really leaned into the because it's a it's a you know. It's an insane idea for a oh, movie. Of course. I love how hard they leaned into just the 80 cheesiness. 
like well, you can hear the you can hear the soundtrack in the background is like super 80s. Yep. Yep. A lot of the just, characters yeah, look like it too. All the characters Ray Liotta just looks like the quintessential 80s kingpin like. we we mentioned while we were watching it was this ray liotta's last movie before he died i mean it had to be what right? a movie to go out on oh, like what yeah. what a high note of your career to go out hell on. yeah like dude. like move over good fellas <laughs> make way for cocaine bear <laughs> dude so good uh it looks like a lot of fun man it does like, it i got does. i have nothing bad to say about it aside from, you know the bear looks like shit but that's kind of oh, the, it, it, that's kind of the point who it's, cares it's, it's sort amazing. of hilarious it it would be such a good. This is going to be such a good pair up with Grizzly Two. Oh yeah, the concert uh, bear movie. Yeah, like it's they're perfect back to back bear movies. Yep, we already did Grizzly Two though. Right? We did, we did. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately. But Damn. um, yeah, those two movies. You don't need another bear movies. Those are the uh, bear essentials. <laughs> Fuck you, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Uh, well, that's Trailer yep. Trash. Please go watch the trailer for yes. uh, for Cocaine Bear because yes. it looks like a lot of fun. And we definitely and also, will be doing it as soon as it comes out. And we'll also be doing, doing coke, cocaine. So, yeah, I was yeah, going to say. It's yeah. going to be awesome. A couple, couple <laughs> nose candy, some boogie sugar. A little nose beers, nose baby. Beers. Yep, yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get into the bleed feed. No. Oh. How about now? Yeah. Yes. The bleed feed. So you would think, James, uh, after two weeks off, there would be just an absolute smorgasbord smorgasbord of news. You would think. You would think. Uh, unfortunately, though, uh, this week's news is uh, leaving you about as as empty as a vegan charcuterie board. Oh, that's empty. <laughs> <laughs> not not just physically empty, but like it's like empty soul. Listen, I've made a few Vo- in my day here. Void of happiness. I've made a few in joy. my day. They're they're better than you think, but there's still something missing about not having some 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 summer snatchage. But well, on a charcuterie board, I, I, you know, like it's not hard to be it's not hard to be better than I think because what I think is, it's like <laughs> it's like eating little pieces of shit. It's right. Well, it's not. So like, it's, I can promise you that. So it's better than that, right? But that's not saying much. All the things that are on a vegan charcuterie board are also on a regular charcuterie board. No, they're not. (laughs) Oh, so it's just so it's just a bunch of nuts and veggies. Yeah, Yeah. it's like it's like a Friday night. Shit. Whoa, that was weird. weird. Isn't that weird? How sometimes (laughs) things just get really quiet and awkward. Just live in it. No, live in it. No, Uh, don't don't edit that out. No, No. these are the moments that make us who we are. All right. Don't edit that out. All right. I'm not I'm not marking it, so I'm not gonna know where it is. <laughs> the moment is past. All right, friends. Uh we got some news. Unfortunately, uh we have some deaths. Uh first one we already talked about. Rest in peace to my uncle. You know what? Yeah. We're putting one out there. All right, Pete. Um, moving on from that though, uh the original Michael Myers stuntman, James Winburn, has passed away. Hmm. Um, he actually flew out of the second story window when she shot him at the end of it. Oh, that was right him? Right to the ground. Wow. No, I, I don't know. I'm assuming he did. <laughs> I'm assuming they had a stuntman for that. Um, let's see. He passed away on November 19th uh, following an undisclosed illness. Uh, Entertainment Weekly is reporting uh, he was 85 years old. 
Um, so he was at least a little up there. Not it's, a bad run. Not a bad run. Not a bad run. Um, he did uh, over 60 movies, uh, including The Poseidon Adventure, uh, The Sentinel, The Fog, the best John Carpenter movie. Um, not going to get into it. Escape from <laughs> New York, the best escape movie. Not going to get into it. Graduation Day, Tron, Mortuary, The Big Chill, Once Bitten, Popcorn, tons of stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, he uh, directed a couple movies too called The Death Merchant and Miami Beach Cops. The Death Merchant is a dope-ass name, Yeah. by the way. Yeah. Like, if I ever became, like, a special ops guy, which I still have time. I still have time. I haven't hit my prime yet. Okay. You know? Okay. So if I ever became a special ops guy, I would want my my code name to be The Death Merchant. The Death Merchant? Yeah, Or The Merchant of Death? Yeah, either way. Yeah. I feel like I've heard that before. It's not very original. It's all well, I'm not very original. It's really not. Never mind. I want my never mind. I want my my code name to be Beach Cops of LA or whatever the other fucking name. <laughs> Miami Beach Cops. Miami Beach Miami Beach Cops. That's not what to I be, want my... Not to be confused with uh, another uh very prominent adult film of the time, Miami Beach Cox. Mm, That's yep. that I I'm more familiar with that one. <laughs> Just a swashbuckling good time. Um, anyway, uh, rest in peace to James Winburn. <laughs> We're so disrespectful. You know what? You know what? I feel like they would like it. Um, this one hurts, though. Uh, at the age of 69, Albert Poon passed away. Is that how you say his name? Puyan. Puyan. Pion? Pion? Pion. Albert Pion. I just think... I Albert just, Poon. <laughs> I just think it's not Poon, right? That's fair. <laughs> like, That's fair. I mean, he... He did pass away at the age of 69, though. Maybe it was Poon. <laughs> I'm sorry, Albert. You made movies for Full Moon. Okay, come on. you you, you got to have a sense of humor about this stuff. Um, let's see here. Uh, he, uh, unfortunately, was suffering from dementia and multiple sclerosis for years. Uh, so that sucks. That's not how you say uh, that word, but that's cool. Multiple sclerosis? There you go. You said oh. sclerosis. 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 Dude, I'm having a hard time with words tonight. <laughs> I apologize. Um, let's see here, though. Uh, he directed The Sword and the Sorcerer, which, which we did. did a couple months uh, ago. He did uh, Vicious Lips, Alien from, Alien from L.A., uh, Cyborg, which is my favorite Van Damme movie, um, Captain America, Kickboxer 2. Kickboxer 2, which is my favorite kickboxer movie. There you go. With uh, Sasha Mitchell before he became a fucking domestic abuser. <laughs> Jesus. Or maybe he was at the time. I have no idea, but that movie's awesome. Okay. Uh, he did Doll Man, the original Doll oh, Man movie. Right yeah. um, he's done an absolute ton of stuff, though. Um, so super, super, super sad to see him go. Uh, rest in peace, Albert Puyan. Puyan. How do you say his name? Pian? Pian. Pian. <laughs> I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to do it. Now, that seems way more disrespectful than anything I did. Oh, man. I don't know. No, we uh I like his movies, and yep. I, I I think that uh, 69 is too young too young to it's, die. So. It's definitely too young. But if yep. he was suffering from what he was suffering from, though, there might be some... Yeah, in a way, it's merciful, right? A little bit, you yeah. You know, like once kinda. you're suffering from, uh, would you say, dementia? And... Dementia and multiple sclerosis. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gosh. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, that's a tough. Uh, that's a tough hand to be dealt. Yep. Um, yes, all right. Rest in peace. Moving on. Uh, the new trend in Hollywood right now. I don't even know about Hollywood. The new trend in like off Hollywood. It's like off Broadway. It's like off Hollywood. Yeah. Is making horror movies out of beloved children's stories. Yeah, I'm kind of sick of it already. To be I am too. And how many? And I've not seen a single. one I haven't of them. seen any. Well, Banana Splits movie. I that's thought, different. I thought I they like could have. I thought they could like they could have started and stopped there. 
Yeah, that was actually though like budgeted and everything else. Sure, so, yeah. That was actually a, a Hollywood movie. Right. The rest of these are not really. Most of these, uh, director Rise Frank Waterfield, uh, he directed uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood mm-hmm. and Honey, which was, like, I feel like, the first one of these to happen. Um, he's also doing Peter Pan Neverland Nightmare. That's a thing that's happening. Okay. There is a Grinch movie coming out for yeah. the holidays. Looks like balls. Yeah, tons of stuff. But uh, Rice Frank Waterfield, uh, his new one that has been announced is called hold Bambi. On, hold on, hold on. What is this name? Rice Frank Waterfield. Who the fuck? Rice? <laughs> R- like R-I-C-E? R-H-Y-S. Oh, Rice. oh Reese. Oh, is it Reese? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Reese. <laughs> Rice, Reese, whatever. Um, he's making... Uh, uh, Bambi The Reckoning, which is an adult take on the classic child's movie Bambi. <laughs> Book, technically, I think, first, but even still. Um, Bambi becomes a vicious killing machine in this movie. Okay. That's a thing. Uh-huh. This is the part that makes me a little bit interested, though. Uh, finding inspiration from the design used in Netflix's The Ritual, Bambi will be a vicious killing machine that lurks in the wilderness. But they already did that in with the ritual. the ritual, you know. So do we need another one? But I'm, ki- but I'm kind of interested. I'm not gonna lie. So I'm lo- okay. I'm looking. I'm looking at this guy's IMDb, right? Uh-huh. And every single credit to his name. This can't possibly be right. Every single credit to his name. Uh, he's got 21 credits to his name and 20. Uh, 19 of them are from 2021 to 2022. Guy's been busy. This guy's been, whether he's been producing or executive producing or directing or it's whatever. It's really easy to put out a gigantic, like, like plethora charcuterie board of work, if you will. A vegan charcuterie board. If it's all shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's really easy to do. Summoning Bloody Mary 2, Return of Krampus, Demonic Christmas Tree. Well, that sounds dope. <laughs> Area 51 Incident, Curse of Jack Frost, Pterodactyl, Kingdom of... This guy is the the fucking... What's his name? The dinosaur porn guy? Yeah. The... You thought of it because of Pterodactyl, didn't yeah. you? <laughs> I was going to say, like, I, that's absolutely what I that what made me think of it. But uh, shit, what's his name? Tingle. Something Tingle. Chuck Tingle. This guy's the Chuck Tingle of horror movies. <laughs> And in that way, I respect the game. I respect oh, the game. You know? Sure. You know what? I'm these actually... Movies... Hold on. I'm, flip, I'm flipping. I'm flipping. I respect this guy. You know what? We should do these. We should do these movies. I know the uh, Bloody Good Film Podcast has done a couple of them. Oh, we, should, we should do a couple of I, Know Ourselves and see I, what we actually I fucking, think. I fucking bet they have. <laughs> they would, dude. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm going to take that as a... They're willing to go places we are not. No, I'm just saying they're cool. They're super cool guys. Oh, yeah. And, you know. <laughs> I mean, they are super cool guys. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I'm trying, guys. I really am. Anyway, though, uh, if you're interested in Bambi the Reckoning, that's coming out soon. Um, and if you are... Yeah, I, fuck, fuck it, dude. I'll, I'll watch I it. I don't, I don't give a shit anymore. Here's something we're into, James. Yeah. Board games. Even though it's been a while since we've gotten together and played a board game. Oh, you think? <laughs> wow. I've got three new games that we haven't touched. You've never called me to come over and play a board game in the last two years. I'm co- okay. I'm just saying you haven't. <laughs> you and I are going to have a weekly board game night then. Done. Weekly. 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 Okay. Can, can you do it? Sure. All right. 
Done. What night works for you? All of them. So weekly as in every night of the week. <laughs> yeah, that's what weekly means. Uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the game, is now available for pre-order from Trick or Treat Studios if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, it looks fucking dope, dude. Trick or Treat So are they, that's the game maker? Like, Trick or Treat or Studio that- does, they do uh, toys. They do like Halloween masks. So, Hall- like, they do a ton of stuff. So are they doing it in conjunction with like another company, perhaps Ravenburger? No, no, oh, it's just that's just just okay. But no, it looks it looks fucking dope though. Uh, you get like a human skin bag to hold all your <laughs> dice and stuff in, which is pretty dope. That's so cool. Um, it is very much though. Look up a picture of this because it looks very much like a Ravensburger game where it's like you have your character cards and then all like the different tokens fit on the cards and that's all that. Kinda, I mean, like that's I the feel format like that's, these days. It that's is the format that a lot of uh, game makers are following. And they're it probably works, all it's like a cool. It's a cool format as long as it differs a little bit between. That each game. was going to be my question. I wonder how how much these games do differ you know i'm sure there's there's some things that are different but the game looks well really i mean fun, like though. think of like so jaws right is very different from horrified that's true which is very different from what's the other one that we played uh i now own the jurassic park game oh, i've heard i've heard it's not very good but i own it it was five dollars at a garage sale oh well there you go <laughs> right um what was the other one that we used to play though oh um um well we used to play the gem game a lot God, I love that so game, good. dude. So good. I got Kristen into that, too. Hell yeah. I love we, that well, game. We played it once. Oh. Uh, <laughs> she liked it, though. Um, uh, what the fuck was that game called? Troll Quest. No. Um, no. Shit. Uh, something. Yeah. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It was an awesome game. Yeah. Correction for next week. Um, uh, but yeah, anyway, if you're into board games, though, and you're also <clears throat> into Texas Chainsaw Massacre, this is something that will probably appeal to you. You can get it now for $60. Oh, I'm looking wow. at it. Yeah. Yeah, it's very similar to, like, hor- right? horrified, yeah. though. Yeah, Very similar. Yep. Okay. All right. Um, so we just watched, uh, before the break here, we watched the new Metallica video uh, and listened to their new song, Lux Eternal. The only reason that I bring that up is because uh, am I the only one that seems to think that Metallica got a boost of younger people liking their older 80s stuff from Stranger Things. Yeah. So now is, they went back and now they're making better music. Yeah, which is awesome, dude. <laughs> like if that's what it took is if that's what it took for you guys to, you know, yeah, dig back into your roots and and make us cuz that song was awesome. Dude, it was great. the first time I heard it. Yeah. I meant to listen to it yesterday and I got distracted by something else and never listened to it, but it's really really good. The new Never Shout Never song. <laughs> the new what? What is that? This is a really bad emo kid from back in the day. Never shout. I remember the name. Yeah, he was terrible. Oh. He did that cover of uh, Bohemian Rhapsody on the Punk Goes 80s record, which is like the worst fucking thing in the world. Yikes. Yeah, it's terrible. Well, it's one dude? Yeah. Well, and it's a band. It's oh, a band. Okay. But he was like, he was one of those guys where it's like the rest of the band didn't matter. It was all about him. Uh, one, of, one of those kind of things. Yeah. 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 I was talking to the search guys last night about bands like that. Like, yeah, Shai- fuck Josh. Like, <laughs> what? No, like Shy Halud, like, like how Matt Fox is just like a dictator. Like, he runs the band. Like, a, he's I don't been. I know who that is. Matt Fox from Shy Halud. What, no? what does he play? Huh? What does he play? What does he play? Yeah. He's a guitar player, I oh, think. Okay. We're but talking about vocalists, though. He's the only, like, he's the only, um, he's the only original member of Shy Halud. Okay. As far as I know. And like, like our buddy Steve went and tried out to be vocalist, right? Mm-hmm. And then he was brought in as vocalist for one show, 
And then after that show, they Matt, relegate him to like guitar or something. Matt like that. Fox tells him, okay, so you're not going to be the vocalist anymore. You're going to play bass. And Steve's like, I'm not a bass player. <laughs> and Matt Fox is like, you'll figure it out. <laughs> like, did, did he ever play bass in his life? Oh, yeah. Too, oh, uh, Steve, I mean, he played guitar. He kind of, oh, okay, okay. Not, not a lot, though. Like, he had to just kind of figure it out on the sure, fly. And sure. then he ended up doing like two or three tours playing bass. That's so weird. It's just that's, like that's so bizarre. Yeah. So we were talking about bands like that. Like it's it's really weird when you have a band that's just you have like one person who's the dictator of the band, you know, yeah. and they control everything that happens. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Kind of like all of our bands where I got kicked out of them all. Uh Yorkiethon Seven Sucks is coming. <laughs> Yorkiethon Seven is coming. Uh, Adam Green and Joe Lynch's uh, yearly Save the Yorkies. Weekend extravaganza uh, looks a little bit different this year. The reason being, last year, they, Joe Lynch went to the hospital afterwards. Why? Uh, from exhaustion. Like, he literally, oh, he literally, like, medically went to the hospital and was not good for a while. Um, so they changed it this year. They basically realized that uh, they're they getting no old long, and they, they no, can longer, no longer stay their up bodies because what won't it, hold out anymore. Is it 48 hours? Yeah. No, no, it's longer than that. It's, it's, it's from Friday, it's like Friday at four to Sunday at four. So yeah, 48 hours. Yeah. Yeah. But they, but they legitimately couldn't, couldn't do it. Like, like I said, <laughs> Joe Lynch actually went to the hospital last year. I forget like the exact reason, uh, but they were talking about it a while back. Uh, anyway, though, uh, if you're interested in supporting them, though, we're listening to it. It's going to be a week long this year. Really? But it's going to be just like it. a few hours a day or something. Yeah, the uh, the way that it runs is that Sunday, uh, uh, December fourth, it goes from ten a.m. to six p.m. Monday through Friday, it goes from five p.m. to eleven p.m. And then Saturday, twelve ten, it goes from ten a.m. to eight p.m. So I don't know. I feel like they should have done it in like two twenty-four hour things. Like that. That's easy to do. Right. The whole point of it was to stay up all night, and things happen overnight when like people are be- are most people are sleeping. So if you actually stay up to listen to it, you get to hear the good stuff. Like that was kind of the charm of it, and I understand them wanting to change the format of it. I this yeah, but how did how much did you like? Oh, I did it. You stay well. You would record it because you're yeah, a piece of shit. Yeah, no. <laughs> Shut up. I'm just better than everybody else. Um, <laughs> I supported though. Yeah, I supported. I bought stuff from their auction. I donated. I've done it. <clears throat> so i'm good yeah no that's but, that's that's cool that's that's cool I, I yeah you know but like dudes are getting older i think it's fine in fairness though Change doing two 24 hour things though would be way easier because it's only two two 24 hour periods of commitment rather than an entire week right i just thought that'd be easier or even four i mean four twelves you know it's a, like a whole week seems like a lot yeah i yeah. don't know whatever it's just and it's just it's just in the uh it's just in the evenings yeah uh, during the week so Right. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Support it though. Yorkathon. Right it's a fun time. I that's, guess I that's... guess maybe I should know because I have half Yorkies. You do have yeah. You yeah. I do. I have half smash so them. I'll, so I'll, smash them together, you get one. I get one full Yorkie <laughs> and one for one full poodle. So if they have a poodle poodle a thon too. Poodle <laughs> Sounds like a weird elk uh, thing. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, I we need to watch that weird owl movie. Oh yeah. I don't know if we're gonna do it. We're not. I'm, I'm not gonna do it for the show. That's horrifying. It is horrifying. Let's do it for the show. I feel like we should. I think it'd be fun. Plus, it's Daniel Radcliffe. He's yeah. like horror adjacent. Sure. You know. He did Swiss Army Man. Yeah. And and horns. And horns. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. We do whatever we want. It's our show. <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. I don't know. Uh, it's because we don't have any news to talk about this week. Yeah, but anyway, are you one. done? Yeah, I'm done. All right. Well, that's it for the news. We're going to take a, a little bit of a break here. And when we come back, we're going to talk about old googly eyes. Oh, yeah. We're going to take a trip to Bill Skarsgård's man cave. Yeah. Ooh. His basement, his, Mike. His basement, yeah. His, yeah. His ba- yeah, that's what I call it, yeah. too. Right. Man cave. <laughs> yeah, so we'll be back. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. So the title of this episode is Kill Bill. Yeah. There's a reason for that. Yeah. Uh, every movie that we can recall that Bill Skarsgård is in. Well, actually, hold on. Bef- well, well maybe go not ahead. every movie. Go but ahead. Like a lot of movies meaning that Bill Skarsgård is Meaning in. these two movies. <laughs> these two movies, uh, Bill Skarsgård finds himself fucking toasted by the end of it. Well, just, just dead as shit. Okay. So spoiler alerts. Yeah. By the way, oh yeah! Spoiler alerts: Bill Skarsgård is dead, <laughs> literally in fake life, and we killed him. <laughs> what? Um, yeah. So, uh, spo- oh yeah. Spoilers: This movie, Barbarian, came out in 2022. Yep. It's only been out for what a month yep. or two. Yep. Uh, we're gonna spoil all of it. It's newer than your child. Yes. Well, because my children are <laughs> old, uh, decades old, old at this dirt. point. I have a child who's over a decade old. That's weird. That is weird. Um, but uh, this movie just came out, and we're going to spoil it. Yep. We're also going to spoil the second movie, Villains. If yep. you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen either of these movies, go watch them and then come back yes. and listen to us spoil them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Barbarian, which came out in 2022, and we watched on HBO Max. HBO Max. Yep. Um, I got the uh, I got that sweet uh, Black Friday deal. Did you really? Fucking two bucks a month for like four months. Damn. Right? I wonder if... Oh. I don't need to steal yours anymore. I get it free. <laughs> I get Damn. it I get it free with my uh, with my, my, my cell, cell phone player. Oh, well, that's fun. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Uh, directed um, by Zach Kreger, who was a, I believe, a cast member and a director of a lot of episodes of The Whitest Kids You Know. Yeah. Which is which I was very kind of floored to find out. Uh, like sketch comedy guy. Dude, I used... Barbarian. I used, to, I used to love the whitest kids, you know. He was uh so he was the the most prominent sketch that I can remember with him as like the lead character. I mean, he was one of the leads in yeah. all of them, but it was the one when we when he played um he it was the true story, the real life story of the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> he's he's playing Lincoln and he's uh he's like sitting up in the He's sitting up in the balcony and he's just being an obnoxious asshole, like talking through the performance and stuff. And John Wilkes Booth is down Shut in the, the fuck up. just like Mister Mister President, please, please stop talking. <laughs> oh, now you fucked up. Now you fucked up. Now you have fucked up. <laughs> and then he goes up and punches him in the asshole until he dies. <laughs> <laughs> the guys who are on stage are done, and they say, and and this is the true life story of how Abraham Lincoln 
was punched in the butt to death. <laughs> oh my god, amazing! Um, I've seen yeah, that, I've seen that butt blood in real life. <laughs> True story. True story. <laughs> At the Henry, right? At the Henry. Yep. Um. So yeah, to think that um to think that that guy went on and this was his first. Yeah, this, this is his first, direct, first movie. directorial. Yeah. Fucking bravo, dude. He had a he had right? a hand in writing this movie by a one Jordan Peele. Apparently he's good friends with Jordan Peele, well, and uh, he talked to him a lot throughout writing this. And yeah, Jordan Peele gave him notes, which shows. So it not really a, does. Not really a writing credit. No, it's not a writing More credit. Just a, like he yeah, bounced ideas, ideas off, ideas off, them. off yeah. of them, yeah. which a lot of people do. That's, sure, yeah, yeah. When you when when you have a muse like Jordan Peele, why wouldn't you use him? You know, right? I don't know if he'd be the muse, but the uh, the Jordan <laughs> Peele guy. He's the guy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, though, uh, a woman staying in an Airbnb discovers that the house she has rented is not what it seems. Ooh. That is not the only part of this movie that is not what it seems. Yeah. Um, we said we were going to spoil it, so hey, get out of here if you don't want to know it. Get out of here. We all know that Bill Skarsgård is in this movie yeah. from the trailer. We all know that Georgiana Campbell is, or Georgina Campbell, rather, is uh, plays Tess, who is the main girl of the story. Um, who also happens to be fine. Oh, super fine. <laughs> super fine. Um, but like, those are the only two characters outside of a little wink and nod to Justin Long in the trailer. Those are the only characters we really knew. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, they completely fucking psycho this movie by killing off Bill Skarsgård in the first half hour of the movie. Totally unexpected. Well, yeah. I mean, that's... I Yeah, like... I didn't really think of Bill Skarsgård as the lead. I why wouldn't you? Because George... every single trailer, it's it's starring <clears throat> Bill Skarsgård. It's him and her. Well, she was pretty obviously the lead though. In the movie, yeah, but in no, the trailers... in the, even in the trailers, eh. Like he was the weirdo in the trailers. He was the name though. He was the name actor. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. I don't what know. You, what do you mean you guess? I mean, I guess she wasn't. Yes, she Georgina was. Georgina Campbell. No one knows who she is. Well, that's rude. I mean, just, they do. They do now. Just because I, just because I didn't, and just because you didn't, just because everybody else didn't, doesn't mean that nobody knew who she was. Fair. Uh, anyway, though, I. So the movie starts with uh, her showing up to this house in the middle of the night. Uh, she's got an Airbnb. Um, at first, I'm like, is she in Detroit? Because like, her her GPS was telling her to go to like uh, Greek Town and a bunch of other places. And I was like, oh shit, this might take place in Detroit. And then they make it very obvious that it is. Um, but she shows up to this Airbnb. <clears throat> And there's somebody else already staying there, which is Bill Skarsgård. Fucking, I he he played this role brilliantly because I could not figure out if he was just an awkward dude that was now staying with this beautiful woman and he didn't know how to act, <clears throat> or if he was this dude who was suckering her into his house of horrors. Okay. Like it was, like he yeah. told the line super, super well. Yeah, here's it's it's interesting because um, like when I heard other people talk about this movie, like even in the original synopsis of this movie that I I, I think uh, I don't know if it wasn't on IMDb because they haven't changed it, but it was like the synopsis was uh, Tess Tess shows up at an Airbnb to find that a a odd stranger is staying like a or you know like sure is already in the house and then like hearing other people talk about this movie people are like oh man like this guy's a like she shows up and 
Skarsgård is playing this guy Keith, and he's like so creepy and like setting off all these, like sending up all these red flags and stuff. And I'm I'm sitting there going, he just seems like, like at first he seems like really weirded out by the situation. Sure, but everything after that to me seems like just like a really polite Midwest Midwestern guy, kind of. Like kind of. he just see, like like uh, uh, like I don't know us us Midwestern people we we kind of pride ourselves on our on our politeness and our like our almost like our uh, willingness to go out of the way to to uh, accommodate other people to a fault sure right sure and that's kind of what I picked up from him I and and other people who live in other parts of the country where maybe they don't operate that way saw the way he was acting as creepy. Like the whole thing with her walking out of the bathroom and he was sitting there with a bottle of wine and he explained like, oh, I, I understand you didn't drink your tea because you didn't see me make it and you're afraid maybe I put something in it. So and I, he was I, just I, stumbling over his words because yeah, he's, he's like, like not he's trying like, to be creepy, but right, he's going off right. creepy. So he's yeah. like, so I sat here and I didn't want to open the wine because because I, you know, I wanted you to be able to see me open the wine just in case, you know, I didn't want you to feel awkward about it and like, and, and you know. You know, uh, uh, you know, it's just I can open it in front of you, and that way, you know, I'm not putting. It. And I was just like, "This is just a good dude," you know, <laughs> like this is just a nice, polite guy. And everybody else was like, "Oh, red yeah. flags, red flags." Yeah. And then I find out that Zach Krieger, when he was making this movie, one of his biggest inspirations was this book, uh, written by fuck, I can't remember. That. I should I should have wrote down the name. Um, there's a book written by this guy who uh the the entire book is is called like The Gift of Fear. Okay. And it's oh, uh Gavin De Becker is the author of this book, The Gift of Fear, and it encourages women to uh to listen to their intuition when dealing with men. Yeah. Because if men are sending up certain like uh certain red flags you should pay attention to those which is good like that's i agree right yeah but to me when i'm watching this movie and other people are saying oh look at the way he's acting red flags red flags red flags i'm like he just seems like a really polite midwestern guy (laughs) i had another so is the way we act as midwesterners does that look like red flags to other people i had another thought okay i had another thought tell me what it is is it possible by any way, shape, and form. Because here's the thing. Richard Brake, you come to find out, plays a character in this movie uh, who is the father of... This is going to give all the spoilers, but like, the father of the creepy woman who lives in the tunnels underneath the house. Yeah. So he lived in the house, too, but he now lives underground. Yeah. Not in the actual house. Right. Why? Who knows? He left. Here's my question. Is it possible? Because they talk about how this cycle continued for a long time, about how he would he would steal the babies, and then he would make babies with the babies, and then he'd make babies with the babies' babies. And like, there's this whole line of weird incestual kidnapping and, and like all yeah, this weird copies shit. Of copies, copies of copies. Yeah, right, right, right. Is it possible that Bill Skarsgård was one of those copies? I and that the reason that he was in the house is because he was there, and he was luring people into the house and bring them downstairs. Because he didn't seem all that afraid of the tunnels. At all. Yes, he did. Not really. Like, he didn't believe her at first. Like, he like he was trying to make her seem like she was the crazy one. 
you know well he was just i think i think that i think that plays more into i guess you could take it at face value but i think that his incredulous attitude toward her plays more into the themes that were present in the movie rather than him being an actual part of what was going on totally fair i was because there are there are like a lot of really heavy themes in this movie this was just a curveball to see if you wanted to hit at it that's all um no, I okay. don't think so. Okay, that's because if he was if he was part of it, then why would the why? First of all, why would he be normal? Right, I mean, not all of them are fucked up. And second of all, and look at him. Does he look normal? <laughs> Does have those googly eyes? Googly eyed. Motherfucker. Second, <laughs> second of all, though, why would he? Why would he? Uh, why would the why would the the woman murder him? I don't know, because she's crazy. I mean, but they but they would have been raised together. Would they have? I, I don't. It looks like he was maybe raised in a cage, down <laughs> down in the uh, in the tunnels. Like he was or she was. I'm just saying. It looks like people in general were kept in cages down there. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. No, I don't know. I'm like, not... said, like I said, like I said, it was a curveball just to see if you <laughs> to see if you'd bite at it. But whatever. No, I I think the fact that he I don't know the fact that I'm he not had saying a... that I believe it. It's just a thought that popped into my head. That's all. No, I'm gonna say no fair that i don't buy into that completely fair but uh he does get his shit killed though (laughs) okay yeah so (laughs) so this movie like mike said it it takes it takes a fuck it takes a crazy turn you get about what 35 minutes into the movie yeah and uh you think like okay we got tess we got keith like these are our our big players uh we knew justin long was going to show up at some point in time but we didn't know where or when or why. But we thought, here's our two people. These are the people that we're going to be with for the rest of the movie. Who knows what's going to happen? And I was excited for. It. I was really into their story. I was excited I too. I really like they, was into their story. Like they got, like they seemed like they were really, you know, like she went from being creeped out by him to she, like she obviously was dealing with somebody, Marcus, who kept trying to call her. Yeah. She was dealing with somebody She's who was very guarded. A controlling asshole, like some some guy who just like you know didn't treat her right, mm-hmm. and then she met this guy who seemed weird at first, but like you know turned Turns out, out turned out to be a pretty cool guy. He's part of a group that she's aware of, the Lion Tamers. Lion yeah. Tamers, yeah, which is apparently a real thing. So all this stuff takes place in <clears throat> Detroit, and apparently the Lion Tamers are from what I can from what I found online. There's something to do with that name and like the art community, whatever that is i'm not 100 percent sure yeah Ooh, excuse me sorry 100 percent sure Isn't but it a gr- it's I, I think it's a group of artists who find um um is it find real estate and like uh and and i'm not sure I, i'm like, really not sure okay yeah, um, i'll have to look into it but a little bit more the for... neighborhood that she was staying in is a real detroit neighborhood right more yeah. um it's uh here's the thing i felt a little icky about that aspect of the movie because I'm watching this. I'm like, here's just another fucking Detroit's a piece of shit. Be afraid of Detroit kind of like thing. It's like Detroit is not that anymore. Yes. There's bad parts of Detroit. There's parts. Yeah. Brightmore though. Apparently I was talking to Chris Jordan about this. Apparently Brightmore is, has been trying very hard to clean up. Like they've been like, they've been trying to put money into their neighborhoods. They've been trying to get out of this. I mean, that doesn't change the fact that at one point in time that like Brightmore did. It doesn't, but what this movie in the eighties started to experience a lot of violence in the, in the neighborhood. So a lot of people moved out. True. But what this does though, is it, it once again, though, 
gets the idea in people's heads of never go to Detroit because this right, is what like Detroit Detroit's looks like. just like a third world yeah. country almost. And it's not. It's um, just, it's not at all. Like, no, I've I've been to the I've been to Brightmore. It's just south of uh um like Livonia, like just south of Telegraph. Okay. I've been in that area. It's not I mean it's not it's not great, it's I'm not sure. Awesome. But but it's it's not like what it was in this movie. Yeah, like in this movie yeah. That was kind of striking, though. It's a bit like, exploitative. Yeah. I mean, but, like, it, 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 they do that in a lot of movies, but do do any of them do it as much as as much as much Detroit, though? Because, like, look at Don't Breathe, right? Sure. The the street that he lived on. Yeah. But the thing is, is there actually are streets in Detroit that look like that. There so are. It's, the, the, the so part it's, ex, it's ex, exploited, exploitative? Exploitative? Ex, exploitative. No, exploitative. Ex, ex, Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they ex- they do exploit that, uh, you know, like they call it like blight porn or like, you know. It's ruined porn. Ruined porn. Yeah. They do exploit that aspect of Detroit without ever actually showing the really amazing parts of Detroit. Yeah. It, it, so people get this idea that like, oh, Detroit colors the like- city with one color and that's it. Right. Yeah. You know that yeah. that that's the problem, and the problem is that the city is a lot of different colors. <laughs> right. Like 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 it's you you can paint that with a, a million different colors and shades, and yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, only one of them happens to be a neighborhood like this. Right. You know. So. But this is what we know. You know. So sure. like, I wonder how many other movies are like. Maybe there's a movie about uh, you know, um, Balt- Philadelphia, Baltimore, or Philly, or something like that, and people from Baltimore or Philly. <laughs> look yeah. at the movies and they're like well that's not accurate right yeah so that's it's, true. It, no, this, yeah, is, this is true. what we know so it's absolutely true it's it you know it makes sense that we're gonna be a little more sensitive to it sure 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 but it is pretty striking uh like when she shows up in that in that uh neighborhood at night mm-hmm. you really only like you see the you see the porch light from the house that she's at and it looks like a pretty nice house yeah she walks up, everything's fine. She turns around after she can't get into the house and she looks and she realizes that the entire neighborhood is pitch black except for the one You can't really make out what the Yeah, you can't looks make like. out anything else on the street except for the fact that it's just very dark everywhere else. And then the next morning when she walks out to go to her to, to go to her um her car. To go to her car and she looks around it's, it's like holy one shit. Off, yeah. Like Every single house is boarded up, like some of them are half burnt down. Yeah. And then you got this like pristine little Have you ever booked an Airbnb and not gone to look up the address to see what's around it? Oh no, I always do the street view. Who books that place? Right, right. right. Who fucking books that place? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Absolutely. Even even she was there for a business interview, and even the person that she was like trying to get hired by was like, You're staying there? <laughs> well, and also there's so many hotels in Detroit. Awesome hotels. Well, and they say, I like, you know, Keith says, he's like, uh, he's like, oh, there's a medical conference downtown. Yeah. Which is a thing. They actually do have a, sure. They they have a year, a yearly, uh, there's one point in the year in Detroit where there's a medical conference, a tattoo, uh, is every year expo, and a comic, and a Comic Con, all that fall within like the same three days. Okay. Or something like that. And that's every year. My parents have been down there for it before, and they say it's just insane. They should just mix them all together. Well, they they said that there will be like because they you were can get your you can get your your anime, you can get your uh, your your breast implants, and your <laughs> what, what's the third one? 
Uh, it was, was uh, Comic Con Medical and Comic Con Medical and Tattoo Expo. Oh, okay. So you can so you, so you can get your anime sized <laughs> breast implants with tattooed nipples all in the same place. <laughs> <laughs> well, my parents had Perfect. like what's the uh, they were staying at the Rensen and the Volt Bar, the one on like yeah, the yeah. seventh floor. They said my parents my parents said they were sitting in there one time and they're they're like what the hell's going on because <laughs> there's like all these tattooed freaks standing off to one side and then a bunch of dudes in suits and then at some point everybody just started mingling together you sure. know and it's like what what is this what's going on who'd, so your, my, who'd your parents go home with huh <laughs> the tattooed freaks or what? the uh, the anime kids a little bit from column A a little bit from column B <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah so anyway getting back to the yeah, story here yeah yeah so. It's. It seems weird at first. She shows up. The place is double booked. You know what? The I don't know. It does like to go back to your theory. It is weird that you that a place would be double booked. But the fact that it's on both Home Away and Airbnb, I guess it's possible that it would be sure. double booked. I mean, it'd be very easy for him to just book that place though on another sure. thing, and that like there's there's a lot of there's just a lot of coincidences. Like he. Like there's there's a part oh, fuck was that there's a part where he talks to her about something and it I fuck did I have it in my notes I don't know I I just felt like he was acting weird but like not just like awkward shy weird like there was weirdness going on with him secretive in a way sort of oh yeah that's what it was he says that he's a part of the lion tamers mm-hmm. That she's heard of, mm-hmm. but then he quickly goes, "Well, I'm not the guy. I'm just one of the guys." Well, he almost, says he's one of the founding members. Almost as if though to be like, you might not have heard of me, oh, because I'm not in the public eye. Like, like, like don't you know what I'm like, like, oh, if you look, if you look up the Lion Tamers, you might not see my exactly. Name. Like, like it's almost like he he comes off as a person that she might not recognize. Sure. I, I don't know. It just it's something about the way that he said that seemed weird. Like he was still, posing as somebody else. Still, no, though. I, don't, I just don't, I don't. No, I, I, don't, I agree yeah. with you. I actually completely agree with you now. Um, just when I was watching it, though, I was like, I was, I think because I was expecting there to be more <clears throat> layers to this, I didn't also expect him to get psychoed off either. So, <laughs> you know, so, which so us- getting, getting to that. So yeah. she, she wakes up in the middle of the night. Like he offers to stay on the couch. She, she's, she goes into the bedroom. Um, and, she wakes up at one point in time and she hears like some weird voice, right? Yeah. Which is pretty spooky. What? Did she in the movie ever take a picture of his license? Yes. Because that was in the trailer. Yes, she did. I don't remember it in the movie. Yeah, she found his wallet on the dresser, and she took a quick picture okay, of I his license, have, and then she walked out, and she said, oh, you forgot this. And the... I was wondering I was wondering if that was like maybe a scene that was in the trailer they took out of the movie, because I don't, like, I must have just looked away or no, something No, yeah, like she, okay. she did it. Gotcha. And I would have to imagine... Another reason that I, I I don't necessarily think that like he was not who he said he was is because any any normal person these days, if yeah. you took a picture of somebody's license, the first thing that you did when you shut the door at night at night and you got into bed, you'd look them up on social media. Sure, right? Sure. I have to imagine she would have done that. So I don't know. Yeah, there, there's a lot of things in this movie that were a but it, bit out of the. I don't know. Then again, though, she's in a weird, a weird situation. Maybe she wasn't thinking of it. You know, maybe she's just thinking, "I want to know who this guy is in case something happens." Right. But she, so her mind is going a million miles a minute, so she's not thinking of anything else. That's possible yeah. too. Um, I thought this movie played out 
weird. So I, I like this movie, right? Mm-hmm. I do. I, the, I, I understand that the pacing of the movie was intentionally set up the way that it is. Uh-huh. I don't know that I was the biggest fan of it, though. Okay. Um, I felt like this, and I, and I know I say this a lot, and I'm not saying that this should have been it, but this movie felt like somebody who took and somebody who took like a, like a, like an, like a, I don't know, five or six episode series. Oh and God, tr- you no, 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 I don't, I don't though. It felt like somebody took like a five or six episode series and then tried to edit it together as a movie. That's what this that's what this felt like. Because there's three there's at least three or four very distinct chapters. You have the Skarsgard chapter, right? Mm-hmm. You have the Justin Long chapter, mm-hmm. you have the break chapter, mm-hmm. and then you have the chapter where everything kind of comes together. Right. You can break this movie up into four very, very distinct parts. Yeah. And it just felt like I know I know that it was intentional the way that it was written, but it almost feels a bit not disjointed, but like I, I didn't actually get until after I watched the movie that the Richard Brake stuff was a flashback. How could you not? I don't know. I realized now how obvious it is, but when I was watching it, it just like didn't even every hit me. everything about it was. But because because they jumped to Justin Long's character so abruptly, right? Like, okay, now we're starting a new character story, and that's going to work its way into the story that we've already so seen. That, so that so when they cut to Richard Brake, though, I thought this was just, okay, we're starting a new character well, story. The, He's going to work his way in into what we're doing. But it was pretty obviously the same house that he was walking out of. It was. And it was pretty obviously the 80s. It was, I mean, it was. The 80s part, it, yes, it's obvious, but it wasn't so obvious to where I noticed it right away. And 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 the color was way more con- higher contrast, higher vibrancy. Yeah, it was higher contrast. Else. The aspect ratio changed. Like it was everything about it was. I get meant that, to show you that it was a different period I, of time. I don't know why I didn't recognize the house right away. Probably because the houses that the houses next to the main house in the '80s flashback seem further away than the houses do in the modern day version. Hmm. They seem a lot closer, which led me to think that it was a different place. Hmm. You know, like I understand how obvious it is now. I just didn't pick up on it at first. So I thought this was like a whole, like another separate story. Oh, okay. So who does Richard break pray uh, play? Like what, what does he add to the story? Not realizing that he was the father until after I watched the movie. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I I just yeah, I don't I I got it I got it in time like you know like in in real time I understood what was going on. Sure. Cuz there was which was the goal I'm sure. I just yeah. didn't pick up on it. Um so so in that I mean like so that ruined the pacing then for you or it, No, no, I'm I'm not saying that the that the pacing was ruined. I just think the pacing was weird. That's oh. all. It's like it's like start and then you get to a climax and then you start over and then you get to a climax and then you start over and then you get to a climax and you start over until finally at the end everything comes together, you know? I think that I think it probably for one it speaks to, you know, Zach Krieger as a as a first-time filmmaker. Yeah. But also I like he did he said that his his writing process like he really didn't have it all planned out. Like he was just he he was just kind of like uh, or not writing as he went, but like he he wrote in a way where 
he wrote exactly what he wanted to see next on screen. Sure. So it made those like weird, like harsh jumps, which I thought I actually thought was to the benefit of the movie because you had these weird juxta like this crazy juxtaposition of the first act where uh, you know Bill and uh, not Bill Keith and Tess end up down in the catacombs, right? Right. Right. And uh, and and you suddenly have Keith getting his head smashed into the wall and turned into hamburger and seeing Tess scream at this monster down in these catacombs and it very abruptly jumps from her screaming to this beautiful <laughs> this beautiful drive through the through the hills of California or the coast on the coast of California with um Justin Long singing Ricky Ticky Tavy like this that this scene pissed me off so much. Why? It was one it was one of the most unbelievable things I've seen in a movie in a long time. Why? You cannot talk on speakerphone while driving down the highway in a convertible. Yeah, you can. <laughs> no, you can't. Yes, you can. No, you cannot. Yes, you can. This the the sound of a car driving at that speed with the top down on a convertible. <laughs> you cannot talk on a speakerphone. This is nitpicky. It's very but, nitpicky. But anyway, uh, so you cut to Justin Long, who turns out like he's having this great time driving down the coast, and he gets this call that he's essentially being me too right yeah like he's getting this he's he's getting a call from his uh from his agent and from his lawyer saying this girl on this tv show that he's supposed to be a part of is accusing him him of sexual assault sure and he basically tailspins like realizes that his his life is going to get pretty fucky and so he's like i need and he gets ditched from the pilot for the tv show that he was supposed to be in so he's like i need cash you know, because all these lawyer fees and everything are gonna are gonna rack up. So yeah. he goes. Uh, he ends up having to go to Detroit to sell off some properties that he owns. One of those properties is the aforementioned house from the Skarsgård part. Right. Yes. Which we should we should note is on Barbary Street. Barbary. Right. Does the the. I've always like I wondered for a while like why does the like what's the what does the title of this movie say right it's barbarian yeah and then as you it actually works in several different ways as you like get into the movie the the Richard Brakes character could be viewed as barbaric because of the things that he's doing yep or you could view the creature in the tunnels as barbaric or the fact that they literally live on a street called Barbary which so would make you a barbarian right sure. um. So he goes to Detroit to try and oh. sell this. What? I live on a street called Rosedale. That makes me a Rosedalian. Rosedalian. I'm an alien. <laughs> I'm an alien. Oh no, Rosedalian. Rosedalian. Ah, um, that's funny. <laughs> way to give away where you live. Yeah. Now you're gonna have stalkers. That's fine. I don't own the house. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever gone down to see if there's any catacombs in the basement? There's no I don't basement. I have a basement. I have a um, crawl space. <laughs> Um, but no, I haven't. But how deep does it go? I don't know. Um, yeah, so he shows up at the house, and all of the stuff is still there from the previous renters, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then <laughs> he goes, he he ends up going. Justin Long is so good at playing an asshole. He is. He basically I, plays his character from Tusk in this movie. Okay, I'm happy you said that, because I felt like this this went from feeling like a... A really good Hollywood 
horror movie mm. to feeling like a Kevin Smith horror movie. Yeah. And that and, and, I, and I hate of, the, and I it's hate It's because of Justin It is. Long. I hate to say this, it's to its detriment though. I I don't feel as though Justin Long was the correct person for this role. I just don't. Like <laughs> I I like Justin Long a lot. I do. I just don't know that he w- is right for to take seriously as this kind of character. I think because he, he played it with a little bit of bubbliness that I feel like didn't belong. I think with the themes that they were going with, I I disagree with you because of the themes that were running through the middle of this movie. It was it was about um, it was about uh, I'm I'm about to say a bunch of terms that are. That I don't typically say because I hate saying lay, lay I hate me. saying buzzword terms. Lay it on me. It's about toxic masculinity. Sure. It's about male ego. Yes. It's about gaslighting. Yes. It's about rape culture. All of it. It's about. Uh, that's probably it. No, it is. That's probably it. But he is. He perfectly embodies that that type. Like he does. And he's and and to to the point where you have you have Richard Brake's character who is this absolute monster right you see that from the beginning as soon as you see his character you know there's something weird about him and then by the by the end of his five minutes mm. in the in the movie uh aside from the ending yeah he was you, not in it for long you know all. that he's an absolute monster right let me i want to get back to his visit and yeah oh for sure and uh justin long does play this guy like at first glance he's like he's uh he's upbeat he's chipper he's um he's he might he might be like if you just met him as a one-off kind of thing he might be a charming guy like he might be uh charismatic right sure but then you understand that there's like this deeper this deeper just darkness about him right yeah but you, he doesn't see it that way he doesn't see it as a darkness well, of course he, he just doesn't. because he's because he he's a fucking chad he's a yeah. he's just like he's this hollywood Apolo- asshole apologies to every chad out there <laughs> he's he's this hollywood asshole who just yeah. like he thinks he's untouchable you almost have a you almost have a, <clears throat> almost have a little <laughs> yeah, yeah you almost have a little bit of sympathy for him at first because you don't know if he actually did it or if this is a, a situation where Maybe someone's trying to get money out of him or whatever, right? Well, you, sure, yeah. You don't know at first. By the end of the movie, though, my very last note of the movie is, yep, he's a bad guy. <laughs> well, not, even by, the, not had, even by the end of the movie. No, like, but he continuously proves throughout his storyline he's a shit. He's an asshole. Being. Yeah, he's a complete, complete asshole. asshole. And um, you even think, like, there's at, at one point in time, because he gets he gets to town, he ends up going out with one of his buddy buddies from Detroit. Oh, his played by played by Zach Krieger. His yeah, his explanation though was maybe one of the creepiest things. Oh ever. well, that was tip, oh, that was oh. typical. That oh, was maybe, like maybe 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 I I I I uh, I forced her into it a little bit. Well, yeah, like talk, his, had his, to talk her into it. His buddies know, like, asking, "Well, did you?" And he's like, "Yeah, we fucked." And he's like, "Well, did you? Did she not want it?" And he's like, "Well, I was persistent, you know. Like at first, she was kind of standoffish, and well, did she say no?" Oh, she said no a little bit, but like you know, I'm persistent, yeah, man. So yeah. like, and then you know, she, you could tell she wanted it. Like that's typical yeah, fucking like it's gaslighting all the way. Just like not just, gaslighting, but like uh, yeah. Well, I, I, I know, mean, I know what you're saying. I know. What you're yeah, saying. yeah, yeah. Um, 
I don't know the right term for it, but yeah. Well, I guess I mean, like he tried to gaslight her in a little in, in a in a way because when he got home and he called her, he said, "Oh, like, what he, a bad message!" Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's like, t- like he's saying, like, "I'm not mad at you," you know, like, uh, you know, it's cool, we're cool, like, like it's uh, like trying to trying to convince her that she did something wrong, right, by going to the by going to the press about this. Mm-hmm. And that's not the last time he does some shit like that, too. So, obviously, he's an asshole, right? Um, and then there's... Well, you said you, you said that uh, there's the there's the meeting between him and and Richard Brake's character. Oh, at well, one Richard... Point in time. No, no, I wanted to go back to... Uh, so, Richard Brake, when it, when, it, when it jumps back... We're jumping all over the place, by the yeah, way. It's but like, far, yeah, watch the movie, okay? Yeah. When, you, when we first meet Richard Brake... He's pulling up to uh, an '80s like convenience store, grocery store, whatever. Yeah. And he's basically trying to find. He's finding items that the woman thinks is basically items to give birth. At right. Home. His he says that his wife is going to have a home yeah. birth, and so he needs plastic sheets and and yeah. Little do we know, these are children in his basement that are giving birth. Well, not children. I. That's how I took it. No, he was kidnap. I mean, he was kidnapping women from. I, well, town. I figured he was a pedophile too. I figured that. He oh was, well, I, mean, I figured he I, was doing this to underage kids. I mean, as well, he, but, he probably was. Yeah. Let's be let's be honest. Here's, but like like the woman that he stalks from the store, and goes to her house and pretends so to be that's the what the I want to de- talk about Department of Public Works or whatever. That woman, right? Mm-hmm. That woman is uh, is credited as being a woman named Melissa, mm-hmm. and she's credited as being played. By Kate Bosworth. Really? That is not That's Kate, not Kate Bosworth. Bosworth. No, I went back and I actually took a uh, a picture of it because I couldn't screenshot it because fucking you know streaming sites. Oh you yeah, want you to do that. I can't look it up because my phone died. Um, that is not Kate Bosworth. Okay, I didn't know that Kate Bosworth and Justin Long were in a long term relationship. I had no idea that the two of them were an item. Hollywood royalty, if you will. Justin Long and yeah. Kate Bosworth. Yeah, weird for, for a long time, apparently. Uh, but the thing is, though, it's like I never—that's not Kate Bosworth. So I don't know where she is in this movie, but she is definitely credited as being Melissa. And Melissa, from all intents and purposes, is the woman that Richard Brake followed, and he only followed one person. That ain't her. Well, who's who's Catherine then? Are you sure it's not Catherine? Because it was a brunette woman. He followed a woman from. I think it was. I think it was Catherine. Then yeah. who's Melissa? I don't know. The Kate Bosworth is not in this movie, so maybe there's a deleted scene. The only thing that I can think of is that maybe They're... Richard Brake's uh, 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 story had more to it, and they cut it down. I think there is a there. I think there has to be deleted scenes because they also mentioned that Sarah Paxton not only plays the narr she's the narrator for the yep. nursing video. Yeah. But she played another character in the movie. She which she never she showed played, up in the she movie. She played the girl that gave uh Justin Long his keys when he goes to the place to get his keys to the house. That was not Sarah Paxton. You're positive? Yeah. I mean, she was obviously she was a brunette. She changed her hair, but no, that, that, that was yeah. no, that wasn't. Uh, her. Sarah, Sarah Paxton was in the Innkeepers, one of our favorite Ty West movies. Yeah, uh, and she's been in a ton of other stuff too. But that's probably where we know her best from. Yeah. Um. um okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> this is all kinds of weird then. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So, and then who was 
Who was Bonnie? Bonnie. What the fuck? Wa- There's a bunch of people. Yeah. I, like Bonnie, Doug. Well, yeah. Bonnie, Doug. Who's Doug? Who's Catherine? Get him, Doug. <laughs> who's the, uh, I don't know. <laughs> who are these? Who are you? There's just tons of people. That who's are Robert? Oh, fucking officer number one. Let's talk about the cops in this movie. What fucking dickheads, and dude. Try, that's the trick cops for you. Well, yeah, I was... Uh, at first, I was... What am I... Pl- is that am I yeah. plugging this into my yeah. computer? Yeah, plug me okay. in. I got um, and, and the cops were... I mean, you know, the cops were shitheads in this movie. But, Absolutely. But they were also... It was supposed to, again, play into this idea of, of male ego in the movie. Sure. Because even, like, every single every single man in this movie... Every single man in this movie, like, even Keith, like, he was a nice guy and seemed to honestly be concerned about, sure. uh, concerned about, um, didn't believe her about for, Tess. Didn't believe her at he the end. He was very was incredulous like, about, yeah. like, everything she was saying. And he's like, well, let me go, let me yeah. go and check it out first. And it's like, just listen to her, right? Yeah. And then the cops are like, the cops just think she's some junkie. You know, and she's lying about everything that she's saying, even though she's taking them back to this house and saying, hey, there's... But then a part of me was like, do the cops know that there's some fucked up stuff going on here? And they just don't want any part of it? They wouldn't have come. If they knew, they wouldn't have even come. Yeah, that's true. I think this is just them just not believing here. Oh, you're in this shit neighborhood? Well, we don't want to fucking be here. That's what it was. Um, Before before we move on from this movie, because we've been talking about this movie forever... Um, we have to talk about the fucking the woman in the basement, the creature. Yeah, like we, I, I can't believe we haven't gotten there yet. Um, she's all practical and she's all amazing and nipply and gross <laughs> and and just the worst. And somebody d- uh, described it online as the uh, or no, it was actually the director. He the way that he looks at the movie, he goes, "It's a David Fincher movie on the surface, and it's a Sam Raimi movie." below the surface yeah and he's absolutely correct Mm -hmm. the the woman is so gross and disgusting like and but sympathetic at the same time i was gonna say she's also the most sympathetic she's probably the the most sympathetic character she's the only innocent person outside of tess i mean yeah in the entire movie yeah uh and she's it's 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 so weird like aaron and i aaron watched this movie she actually watched both the movies from this this week and we we were talking about it and just like the themes running through the movie. It's like when you first the cool thing about this movie is you could literally just watch it as is. Yeah. And it would just be a crazy story. Sure. Or you could choose to, you know, sort of dig in a little deeper and, and, and like dig up some of the, the themes that are running through this. And there's some like really heavy shit going on. Sure. Sure. Um so Aaron, like, you know, she's like she she's she initially said like i, I you know i, I kind of took away this idea of like toxic masculine masculinity rape culture and 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 uh gaslighting and stuff like that and we we started to relate it to you know cuz obviously with Justin Long's character going through sort of a, a a me too sort of thing sure you can't help but draw parallels between this movie and what was going on with like Harvey Weinstein oh, and, in Hollywood well that's exactly what it was right it's also, it, something that Kevin Smith would do. <laughs> what he would he would make Kevin Smith would make a horror movie based off of stuff like going on in Hollywood. Didn't he call? Didn't he call Harvey Weinstein out at one point in time? Well, I mean, Harvey Weinstein made his career. 
like Harvey Weinstein is the reason Kevin Smith has a career. Oh, in yeah. That's got to so, feel, you know, feel kind of shitty, he's, right? He's talked at, at nauseum about it. Like, like it, it's, it sucks. Basically. Who was it that show? Oh, it was Courtney Love. It was Courtney Love at like, a at, a at the, um, Grammys or not Grammys. It was like the people's choice awards or something. She's like, I've told people for years, don't fucking work with Harvey Weinstein. And this was oh, like yeah. 20 years before a all the allegations and shit do. like a that. A lot of people did. Um, but yeah, like, so, you, you know, obviously you, you go, you see, you see what's going on with, uh, with Justin, Justin Long's character and it, and it, uh, kind of harkens back to that whole thing. And it's weird. Like he meets up with Richard's Richard Brake's character and he sees this decrepit old man, and he sees all these videotapes. Was that Richard Brake playing the old man? Yeah, or was that a different character? No, it was a different him. actor. Was it was him? him? Okay. And he sees all these tapes, and and so gross, and realizes what Richard Brake was doing the whole time, or Frank, I guess his name. And, and there's dozens and dozens and dozens well, of it's, tapes. It's funny because he turns around and he says, "Oh, what? Like you're a monster, you fucking piece of shit," and it's. Justin Long's basically looking into a mirror yeah, at that it, point in time because yeah. he did that same shit. Like yeah. he was, he, because he basically admitted it to his buddy in the bar. Yeah. He raped her. He raped that girl. Yep. And so it was, it was like such a weird moment where it's like, yeah, you're looking at this guy in this, in this bed. Like this is who you could become. Right. And, and this is part of the story too, where you actually think that maybe he's turning over a leaf. Like, like, like maybe he's yeah, changing. When they, they and escape, the, the ebbs and flows of that whole thing are, are crazy towards the end. They escape from the house at one point in time and they, they get away from the woman after, sure. after Justin Long has to breastfeed from her, Oh, her <laughs> disgust. So I thought that her the the nipple on the bottle, right? So Justin Long at one point in with time with Tess is uh they're in a cage and like she puts this bottle down with like fucking breast milk in it. I thought that the nipple itself had veins on it. I'm like, oh. why is the nipple veiny? It's so gross. Well, it was hair. It was hair. <laughs> yeah, it's so gross. And then like she takes him out of the cage at one point and brings her back to her room and then tries to like legit tit feed him and yeah. it's like the growth and you is you so come you come to, you come to find out that this creature in the basement like all she knows all the all the media she's ever consumed for her entire life is this VHS tape that Frank bought from the store when he was yeah in the 80s yeah. so all she knows is the like the what you're supposed to do as a nurturing mother the, so she's taking these people down into this into the she's catacombs. She's a monster, but she's an she's like a a weirdly sympathetic monster. Well, she's a she's a she's a victim of circumstance. Sure. She's a victim of her her environment. She's yeah. grown up in this in this situation where that's all she knows. Yeah. And the only things she knows are the nurturing side from the the video that she's watching. And the monstrous side from I'm sure that she's seen her father, who Frank is her father, by the way, she's seen him commit acts of violence. Yeah. Which is why she's so like when she doesn't get her way, she gets so violent. Yeah. Which is why she smashed Bill Skarsgård's head in in the beginning. So she's either all violent or all nurturing. And those are the two extremes of her. Sure. And so uh, AJ and Tess end up getting away 
with the help of this homeless man who tried to help Tess earlier in the movie. If she the would have just guy, listened to him, she would have been home yeah, free. <laughs> the, the homeless guy, I, I feel like, is, is, is also one of the more sympathetic characters because he just wants to help people. Like, yeah, he's this dude that lives down the street in the fucking water tower. Yeah. But he just wants to help her. Like, he knows what's going on. And one of the things that he says is the most interesting to me. Or he, because he talks about how she comes out at night. Yeah, like she's not confined to the basement. Right, she roams the streets. Yeah, that's fucking creepy. Scary as hell. That 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 right there is the scariest part of this entire fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Like living in a neighborhood where this creepy ass naked <laughs> monster woman roams the streets at night. Are you kidding me? Uh-huh. That is fucking terrifying. And the fact that he knows it, you know? Oh, He's God. seen her, and he's just Here's... like, he's like, if I keep to myself, she won't mess with me. Maybe don't live down the street. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing I was thinking of like, the entire go time. somewhere else. Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, you know she's bad news. What are you doing? The fact that he, like... Like I so I saw it coming, right? Like he says, yeah, as long as I've been here, she's never she's yeah, never course, been beyond these course, walls. Yeah. You knew she was coming in, but the fact that she rips his arm off and beats him <laughs> to death with his own arm was so Oh, it's that's so time killers. <laughs> it's like dude, that's the gnarliest way to go that's out. That's so good. Um so and then it and then it, it, it brings you right back like Justin Long's character, AJ, was sort of having a Sort of having a moment where he thought, like, oh, am I a monster? Like, am I a piece of shit? Like, he was he was starting to say, like, I think I've hurt somebody. Like, yeah. I like I need to make this right, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, the monster comes in. And he tosses and he's, off. he's right back to where he was. They run up to the top of the water tower. And his first instinct when they get to the top of the water tower is to use Tess as a diversion and he throws her off the top of the water tower. Yeah, yeah, what a piece of shit. And the mother jumps after her because that's her baby, her baba, her baba. Baba. And she, they end up down on the down on the ground. And he comes down thinking, "Well, they're both dead. I can go I about have a my choice. life." I didn't have a choice. Yeah, and the fact that he and again with the gaslighting, like he says, "I didn't have a choice." Oh, you, and then he starts to go, "Oh, you were slipping." Like yeah, he yeah. took her by the hair and threw her oh, off, oh, oh, and he, he goes, "Oh, you were slipping. You remember? You remember how you were slipping?" And then, like I, you know, I couldn't help you. And yeah. he's just like, "Oh, oh he's dude, a you're a shit. fucking asshole." A so then, when he shit. got his face ripped in half, yes, <laughs> the the eye gouge was such oh, an eighties. So that was such though, like an eighties, like like fake head <laughs> eye gouge. Oh, I loved it. It looked I like loved it looked it. like fucking chip beef coming out of his <laughs> eye sockets and then his oh, and then his hungry. whole skull got ripped in half yeah he that, that his death was amazing yeah absolutely amazing yeah um, um that's yeah that's it i that's, think we i think we've made it that's barbarian <laughs> like we could honestly i i could talk about it f- like i because i'm still sort of working it out honestly for like another couple hours yeah. yeah but uh we're not gonna do that we're gonna move on to villains from 2019 that was, that was maybe the longest we've talked about a single movie in a long time i don't think so I think we do it more often than you think we do. Maybe. Or maybe fuck me. I don't know. Um, so anyway, Villains from 2019. Michael, what is uh, it about? Uh, Villains, directed by Dan Burke and Robert Olson, who also did, James, the sequel to your favorite vampire movie, Stakeland 2. Hell yeah. The Stakelander. <laughs> it's got to be a Planet Highlander, right? Stakelander. <laughs> it's got to be. Oh, it has to be. It has to be. Did you say my favorite vampire movie? Yeah. 
You've still never watched it, have I've you? I've not, no. Yeah. I've still never seen it. It's not um, my favorite vampire movie. Eh, but fair. I did you, like it. You talk about it enough. Uh, after the pair of amateur... I literally haven't talked about it since my honeymoon, I don't think. That was 10 years ago. Oh, did you leave it in Hawaii with your appendix? You yeah. fucking bitch. <laughs> fucking bitch. <laughs> after a pair of amateur criminals break into a suburban home, they uh, stumble upon a dark secret and two sadistic homeowners that will do anything to keep it from getting out, eh? I don't know why that went suddenly... Youper, but yeah, it would have made more sense to do that in the last movie. Yeah, since it really it took would've... place in Michigan. That's weird. Yeah, well, whatever. this this one you could have you could have slid down into a southern drawl. So so back to Bill Skarsgård. Skarsgård, Mister Skarsgård. The reason that we are all here, uh, we forgot about that over the last <laughs> forty five minutes. The reason that we're all here, uh, Bill Skarsgård and um, Maka Maka Makia Makia, whatever her name is, Monroe Makita Makita. My Micah. Master Choli. Micah. It's Micah. M A I is my. K A. Micah. I literally, yeah, I know, I know, I literally I know. said that earlier. Seeing it though, written though, like actually looking at it, Micah Monroe. I think it's actually Micah. God damn it. Whatever. <laughs> uh, we're going to call her Eminem. All right. That's fine. Bill Skarsgård and Eminem uh, play Mickey and Jules, respectively. They are uh, on the lam because they just robbed a liquor store. And uh, they're trying to get out of town and start a new life to sell she- seashells down by the seashore. She sells seashells. She does. Well, she will. <laughs> well, she, she will. will. Yes. Um, anyway, though, their car breaks <clears throat> down because they run out of gas while Billy is getting a roadie. And um, yeah, right. Got mock make make a make a Monroe. Yeah. All she wants to do is fucking get with him the entire movie. Hell yeah. I mean, wouldn't you? With those, right. With those big fucking googly eyes. <laughs> right. Come on. Uh, anyway, they uh, they they find themselves breaking into a house trying to steal a car. They come home to find one Jeffrey Donovan and Kira Sedwick as George Sedrick as Sedgwick. George Sedgwick. 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 That's what I said. You said first. You said Sedwick, and then you said oh, Sedgwick. I said Sedgwick. No, he did. I did. No, I did. Whatever. Okay. Uh, Jeffrey Donovan, Kira Sedgwick as George and Gloria, respectively. George and Gloria. George and Gloria. <laughs> he he. His drawl was like the same drawl that Daniel Craig used in Knives Out. I know you still haven't seen it. Fuck it was, you. It was a Savannah. Fucking see it. It was a Savannah, Georgia. Yes, it's exactly what. Sort it of is. like molasses spilling out your mouth. That's <laughs> exactly what it was. <laughs> Um, anyway, though, so they're stuck now with George and Gloria, and it's just fucking fantastic. Well, before it's, George it's just and character, it's just character pieces like through and through, and it's yeah. amazing. And yeah, um, way less, way less uh, 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 nuanced than the first movie. Yeah, this movie was pretty much just take it as it is. You yeah, know, yeah. like there's nothing, there's there's really no deeper meaning to at least as far as I could tell, anyway. There's really no deeper meaning to it. It's just you take what you, you take what you get. Um, before George and and Gloria, what? James. Yeah. Before we get into George and Gloria, do you want a split? What are you doing? A bold line. That's so bad. Do you want to split a bold line? <laughs> Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's all I need to know. I'd be much obliged. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> do you, you started to do like a fight. Do you want us to a boat? It was like Georgian, uh, 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 what's his name? Tom Hanks. 
Oh, uh, Forrest Gump. For, Forrest Gump. No, because even he, even he has Southern a, Southern Gump. A proper a proper. Uh, and where is he from? Mo, is it? No, where is he from? Did you know? Sorry, this is side In, uh, Did you know that uh, Tom Hanks got that uh, got that accent from a kid? The kid that played young Forrest. Oh yeah, that was his actual accent. Yeah. And Tom Hanks was like, instead of having him learn something new, right. why don't I just talk the way he talked? Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy. fucking iconic. Like, yeah. it's it's really crazy to think that it all... Because I, I, I can't imagine what he would have done differently with it. But if it was different, it wouldn't no, have worked perfect. as well. it was perfect. Right? Back to villains. Back to villains. Back to villains. <clears throat> so, before George and Gloria come home, uh, um, Mickey and Jules find a young girl chained down in the basement yeah the, the reveal of the curl i knew it was coming sure but it was still like pretty fucking uh, it gave like it it gave me a little start you know what i didn't expect what? i didn't expect them to go back in time and cast a four-year-old aaron gillespie as the little girl <laughs> that's what i didn't expect <laughs> come on no offense to her but she doesn't my look like God. aaron gillespie are you she? kidding me hold on let me look up look her up no. Dude, no, no, not not maybe her own photos. Look at her in the movie. Oh, okay. Look at her in the movie. Yep, I see it now. She is totally Aaron Gillespie. <laughs> uh Aaron Aaron Gillespie from Under Oath, from Under in Oath, case yeah. you don't know. The drummer. Yeah. Um also the singer of the Almost. Yeah. And other stuff. And also the singer of Under Oath. Yeah. Well, yeah, there you go. And also Man of My Dreams. Right. <laughs> anyway though, um, yeah, so they find this girl in the basement and they try to take her with them, but she's like the smartest person in the entire thing because she doesn't want to go with anybody. She doesn't want to be stuck in a basement, but she also doesn't want to go with other strangers because she's already been kidnapped once. Yeah. yeah. So, like, she's the smartest one of the whole group. Except that at the end, she goes and lives with a drug addict. But, you know. <laughs> I like to no think. No one's perfect. <laughs> I like to think that maybe she got cleaned up. Um, eh, probably not. Or not. Who Pro- knows? Probably not. Um, so they she's snorting, th- she's snorting rails off those shells. You know she is. You know she is. <laughs> They're the perfect little scoop. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Mickey and Jules, they go and they break into. Did you did you happen to notice the uh, when they go to break into the house, and she says, "Do you want to just break the window?" And he goes, "No, we're not barbarians." Yeah. Nobody says the word barbarians. And the fact that he nobody says that, dude. That's not who who would say that? That's not that weird. I know that it's not, it's not I know that, that it's not a name. legitimate connection, but like nobody says that. I say it. Nobody says I've that. I've literally said that before. Literally, I've known you for fifteen years and I've never heard you say the word barbarians before tonight. Ever. Nobody says that. Because we've never been barbarians. I don't know. I just I know it's not a I real I know saying. it's not a real connection, but like come I on. get I get what you're saying. I get it was what you're just saying. it was just weird. And the fact that I like both of these movies, it's kind of funny that they're very, very different movies. Oh my god, they're super different. But the fact that both of them revolve around a secret in the basement is pretty cool. Because we're talking about Scarsguard here, I will say this. Scarsguard and villains to me was more of an example of his his character acting mm-hmm. than barbarian was oh, barbarian sure. was just him playing a normal guy that's a little <clears throat> off kilter right whereas in this movie he had to like play a character right i and for that for that for that reason i would say that villains is probably the better role for him like if you're putting this on like a, a sizzle reel right yeah 
barbarians or, or, uh, or villains is the movie that you're going to put in the sizzle reel to show his range. Well, I mean, he's a he lead, so yeah. it was like, yeah. <clears throat> or the co-lead, rather. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I actually really liked, I, I liked them in this, I like this movie in general. Dude, um, Skarsgård and Monroe, though, <clears throat> like, are perfect together. Yeah. Oh, my God, were they perfect yeah, together. Yeah, their banter, like, that kind of, like, quick... Like the quick choppy so dialogue organic. between Very the two of them. Organic. Yeah, it was really, it was really cool. Um, and they were just like goofy, you know. Like it, it took me like because I watched Barbarian first, Same. and it's so, it's so dark. The, the themes are so dark. Like uh, transitioning to villains and and trying to get the pacing, you know, like trying to understand the pacing at first was like kind of a shock for a second so i was like because it's so different and watching him like almost overact in a way you know in villains yeah yeah um and they reminded me of somebody and i can't remember i can't think of who it is but they reminded me of another movie couple and i don't know if they were like specifically um um, are you thinking of small time criminals no are you you thinking of um uh, uh oh my god what's your name um oh fuck True Romance, Slater, and uh, what's her name? Um, oh, fuck. What is wrong with me? I want to see Janine Garofalo. It's not Janine Garofalo. Uh, true Romance? Is it not True Didn't Romance? You say true, not True. That's Slater and. You're not thinking Natural Born Killer? That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's exactly what Aaron That's said, it. too. Yeah. I said, who do these two remind me of? And Aaron said, is it. What's it? Juliet Wo- Lewis. Juliet Lewis. Woody Harrelson. And Woody Harrelson. And yes. Juliet Lewis. She said, is it Natural Born Killers? Yeah. I was like, I, maybe. Yeah. No, that's it. But do they have that? Is it is it like really quick and quippy? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Because yeah. I haven't seen it in years. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't either, but from what I remember, that's exactly what it is. Maybe that's what it was. But uh, it, it, yeah, like. It gave me, uh, it gave me the feel of like a almost, almost like a Tarantino style. I could see that, yeah. Dialogue. If Tarantino, if Tarantino made a comedy, don't get me wrong, it would look nothing like this. Sure, yeah. But you could, but you can make the comparison, right? <clears throat> Ish. This is like, um, what's that movie? Uh, it's almost, I, uh, actually, I, if you think about like the couple, um, the couple who come into the diner, and they're like, they're like, they're, uh, they're holding up the diner. In what movie? In uh, uh, in this movie? No, in uh, it's a Tarantino movie. Fuck, uh, Pulp, Pulp Fiction. Fiction. Yeah, the couple that are holding up the diner. It's almost like these two. You know, they're very like they're very yeah, in I love. Like, that. oh, you're doing such a good job, baby. Like, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. I can see that. Like, they're Absolutely. very into each other. It, much al- along the same lines Maybe as natural. Maybe you could buy a candy bar. Yeah. <laughs> in the beginning, along the they're same. Trying to open the cash register. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I get that. I, I yeah. totally get that. So anyway, they get to the house. They break in. They decide like uh, they decide that they're gonna siphon gas out of the out of the car so that they can put gas in their car and get out of there. And then they discover this little girl in the basement, and they get to a moral dilemma here. Like, do we? Well, he doesn't. She does. No, he <laughs> just he just wants to peace out. She wants to stay, and uh, and then. They're in the kitchen trying Putting to Putting myself in his shoes though, I totally don't I don't disagree with his thinking at that point. Like, I think I would we're already on the run. We don't need this. I mean, like you call could, the cops and say there's a girl chained in the basement. Exactly. Here. Sure. You could leave and yeah. just call the cops. Yeah. Right? Not but at the same position, there is yeah. there is a part of me like could I just leave a, a tiny girl chained to a pole in a basement? 
you could wait outside the house until the cops come. Right. Make you feel better. Yeah. And George doesn't, I mean, he probably has a gun somewhere in the house, but George doesn't have a gun in the movie until he takes it off of Mickey. So, like, you could, there's probably situations where you could, like, call the cops and, and wait outside the house and yeah, it probably. all works out. Probably. But it, it wouldn't be as fun if that happened. So, no. when George and Gloria come back, they seem like... Gloria just, Gloria's out of her fucking gourd. First Dude, off. Kira Sedgwick plays a fucking nut job. She does so well. So well. Yeah. She's creepy as hell. And Jeffrey Donovan, I don't think there's a single thing that I have seen Jeffrey Donovan in that I haven't liked. I've been He's a, so good. I've been a fan of Jeffrey Donovan since, since Blair Witch 2. Blair Witch 2, <laughs> Book of Shadows, baby. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Uh, for me, it was Burn Notice. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had not seen Book of Shadows until we did it for the show. So I had seen Burn Notice first, yep. and he's so good in that. I, Jeffrey Donovan is just a good character yeah, actor. He's, like he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, it was great in this movie. He's he's very obviously playing a character. Like it's, oh, he, well, yeah. He's not believable in any way, shape, or form that he's a Southern gentleman, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. I kind of think he is. I think like he's playing he's playing it up, but I like there was, I like it wasn't a front. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it was a front, but like you could tell that wasn't like some people get lost in the role. He didn't get lost in this role. Like he knew exactly where he was going. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, like, right, you know, right. That's all. Yeah, and maybe by design, right? Because sure. he was because he was obviously a a also a nut job. Sure. It's it's weird too. His like must, mustache in this movie was disgusting. <laughs> it was God. it was like a it was like a like a a Hitler, but just like extended out on oh, the. Careful, you're gonna uh, have Kanye a boner. Oh well, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> oh God, that guy is tail spinning, is he not? Yeah. Wow. Weird shit. Uh. Um. He he made Alex Jones look normal. Oh, I know. I watched some of the Sorry, clips. Sorry, not to, t- not to die. Yeah, whatever. Here, we're, like, we're doing fuck. it for a second. I watched some of the <laughs> clips from that earlier, and I was like, Dude. it is fucking, it's, it's rare to make Alex Jones look like the sane person yeah. in the room. Yeah. And he was like pretty obviously uncomfortable with some of the shit that Kanye but he, was. But he also didn't stop him, which <laughs> says a lot. But. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's just fucking. Do we even know that it was Kanye, though? Because he was wearing a hoodie. He was wearing that fucking. And, he, and it was a Balenciaga hoodie, too. It was, which, the wrong, it was also the wrong color hood for which, what he was talking if you've about. Been, <laughs> if you've been keeping up with Balenciaga, they, they got all that shit going on, too. With the Have you been keeping up on I that? I have no idea what that word even means. The, the, the fashion. The, it's a it's a fashion brand, Balenciaga, and sure. they they recently had an ad campaign with children holding bears in bondage gear, and then they had another thing where there was a purse laying on top of a stack of papers, and one of the papers was about a law regarding child pornography. So they have like all this fucking weird pedo shit going on in there. And then, and then yeah. he, and then everybody's denouncing Balenciaga, and then he goes on Alex Jones and and says, "I'm still in with Balenciaga." <laughs> like it's fucking. And also, Hitler's awesome. It's fucked, dude. Also, I don't give a shit about Kanye West. I really don't. I'm sick. I mean, I'm I sick mean, about. I'm sick of hearing about it. I am too. But he's he's. He's fun to follow. I'll give him, I'll give him that. <laughs> anyway, um, getting, back to the movie. Getting back, back to the movie. To the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is what happens when you drink a lot before the show, guys. <laughs> I didn't drink a lot. I'm oh. stone cold sober right now. Oh yeah. No, I'm not. Nope. <laughs> um, so anyway, getting back to the movie. So 
uh, basically the tables get turned because at one point in time, Jules and and uh, and and Mickey have the upper hand. They got these people at gunpoint. They're saying we're gonna take this little girl. We're gonna leave. You guys are gonna fuck off. Yep. And then they, how, what actually happens? Oh, the little girl bite like they go down. She they, bites him. Yeah. Yeah. They convince him to like let go, let the little girl go, and then she bites Mickey. So Mickey's like, "Fuck you!" And then, and then <laughs> we're trying to help you. And George headbutts him, which is a boss move. Um, headbutts him, and then they end up prisoners of these people. Yeah. And then basically the rest of the movie is just them figuring out how they're gonna get free. Do you think you could actually pull somebody's tongue stud out just by? Fucking, no, not at all. No. Here's what I will say this though, Makia Monroe. She, I'm just gonna say it that Makita Makia Monroe. She um, she played the rest of the movie as though she had a swollen mouth. She did, yeah. That I I love that attention to detail. Mm-hmm. That was really good. Mm-hmm. Like her tongue would be swollen like this, and this is how she would talk. Like mm-hmm. if your tongue was that swollen, because it would be if you ripped a fucking piercing <laughs> out of your tongue. Yeah. Yeah, it would suck. That would uh-huh. not be comfortable to talk at all. Uh, so awful. I I can appreciate her doing that. I don't know if that was a her thing or a directorial thing or what whatever it was, but I definitely uh, appreciate that little attention to detail. Based on what we were talking about earlier with Jeffrey Donovan's final scene in this movie, yeah, and oh, how so how realistic that was, I think that that Except was. Except for the you know camera through the hole, that was not realistic. Well, yeah, obviously, <laughs> but I think that uh, I think that. Jules, Maka Monroe playing it that way was probably a, a direct directorial thing. Like, oh, I'm sure it was. He, they probably was it the they. Yeah, I'm it, was, posi- it, was yeah two, it was two it was two directors, guys, yeah. right? I'm positive it was because that fucking that scene at the end, which frustrated me to a point because they they finally they get the little girl free from the shackles in the basement, and they uh, they. They go through a bunch of other shit, including being overdosed with drugs yep. and having to do bumps of cocaine to like wake themselves back up and but stuff. They're, they're pros though. This is a total pro drug movie, by the way. <laughs> yeah. It really is. Yeah, like you you get a bunch of other drugs in you and you can't you can't function right. Just do a quick bump and you're all right to go. Take a bump of coke and you're perfectly fine. A little bump. And uh, at the end of the movie, when uh, they finally get in the car and they're about to leave. There were so many options, like there were so many things that Mickey could have done to avoid being shot in those final moments. Like what? Uh, like you could have. Obvious, obviously, George wasn't just gonna fire into the car, if you were still sitting there. He was waiting for Mickey to get out of the car, Fair. and him and Jules were saying stuff to each other. So, so like he could have looked over at her and just like made a little plan real quick, like hey. I'm going to start to step out of the car. I want you to put your foot over here and hit the gas. Sure. Right? Sure. Or I'm going to start to step out of the car, and then I'm going to hit the gas and jump back in the car, like, real quick. Because he he looked like he didn't even duck. Here's the thing. And George already said earlier in the movie that he was a crack shot. Here's the thing, though. Here, here's the thing that bothered me about that scene. They both ducked underneath the dash. Would a bullet go through the front of a car in a dash, though? Because he got no, shot if it, like four if it, times in the chest. If it hit the engine, it's not going through that. No. So no, but he's, no, he shot duck- straight. He shot straight through the windshield. But they were both ducked down though. 
That's the thing. They were. I don't think they showed Mickey ducking yes, down. They did. They did. As soon as like he goes, he goes duck, and then he hits the gas, and they show both of them hitting the deck. See, I thought so I don't know I how he got s- shot. I thought you that. saw the the girl. Her name was Sweetie Pie, by the way. I thought you saw Sweetie Pie and Jules both duck they down. All, no, all three of them did. Oh, from my recollection, okay. all three of them. Did. I missed that then. So, but yeah, I like George fires three times into the car and hits yeah, hits Mickey with times, all three yeah. shots. Mickey dies. So Bill Skarsgård can't live to the end of a movie. Hence, hence calling this episode "Kill, Kill Bill." Bill. <laughs> um, and that was a bummer. That was a bummer death too. Yeah, I was like, oh, they're gonna get, they're gonna get this girl. They're gonna go to Florida and live a nice life and sell seashells. But no, he's dead. The biggest bummer. Um, There's two big bummers though that come at the very end of the movie. First off, somebody picks up a random girl. And a little girl, not wearing shoes, hitchhiking, and doesn't think anything of it, and just brings him to Florida. That's a bummer. <laughs> Secondly, now this little girl is living with a fucking cocaine addict on the shore, homeless, selling se- shells. Well. That's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless they had the money. The girl had a better in the basement, is all I'm saying. They- <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, she shot her own... Her own surrogate father in the face. Well, sure, he's so shit. She was, you know, she could have done. She didn't that have thing. many options. She could have done that and then kept the house. Oh yeah, just saying. Because most seven-year-olds can run a household by themselves. I guess Gloria was still alive. Hey man, she could have lived with they her. They both could have stayed there. Yeah. Dude, when Kira Sedgwick, when Gloria walks out and she sees sees him obviously dead with his brains blown out and she's just like george what are you doing oh it's creepy she like drops the suitcases and goes over to him and she's just like oh we're gonna have such a nice time it's like i love how the suitcases don't just drop they open open, yeah and she's completely oblivious like it's such a good touch right yeah how crazy she actually is she was just completely out of her gourd and that was like that was a interesting thing to me too was like george didn't really seem like a necessarily insane person. He seemed like a person who was pushed to doing insane things because he wanted to keep his wife happy. Sure, I can see that. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he, absolutely. he seemed relatively reasonable throughout the movie. You have to be kind of fucked up though to just go along with that though and not. I, well, I think that I think that it probably like it start like it like probably if, it probably started off small, right? If your wife woke up one day and was like, "Listen, in order for you to prove to me that you love me, you need to go along with killing somebody. Well, yeah. What would, what would you do? Y- yeah, I'd be like, hey, sweetheart, you're fucking, you're losing it. Or you'd be like, you know, Brian, yeah, okay. Brian deserves it. <laughs> fucking Brian. Fine. The holiday party's coming up soon, yeah. Um, but like, that's the thing, though. You got to be a little crazy to go along with that to begin with. No, you're right. But, like, it, it's, it, it's, I think it's weird, like, it's, because you hear you hear stories about people who who do crazy shit in the name of love, yeah. right? And they're not necessarily crazy themselves, but it's like baby steps. Like, sure. oh, one day she woke up and she told me that she wanted to have a baby, right? Okay, that's normal. Well, and then oh, we then, then we couldn't then we couldn't have a baby, so she decided that she wanted to. She decided that she was so upset about it that she was gonna keep this porcelain doll as a baby and i was like okay whatever makes her happy right and it's like little baby steps yeah. toward just complete insanity Finally, I kidnap and eventually a child. i kidnap a child and then eventually i'm like yeah. killing people to make sure you know 
No, I get it. I get so, it. So he didn't he, he didn't seems, actually seem like a psychotic person to me. He does in the respect that he seems like he's completely numb to everything though. Yeah, well, yeah. So that is psychotic. Yeah. Like to, yeah, to that's get yourself true. to that place to where you're just numb to what you're doing. Yeah. Might not be so your fault, but it's definitely it's definitely you completely succumbing to her. Right. Her craziness. You right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh it's like it's like uh, it's like like Munchausen's by proxy almost in a way, yeah. Right, kind of, yeah. Like you're like or like or, you're not stuck there, but you're definitely no. It's it's a, or Stockholm, or, or it's a, it's like combined. Yeah, <laughs> like you're not actually like you're not actually sick, but well, no, it's Stock not Stockhausen's. Stockhausen's, no, it's not. But that wouldn't no. That doesn't work. Neither one of those work, actually. But going back to the realism of it, it do. going back to the realism of it all, when he gets hit by the car, and then he like gets up and he's and he's about to choke out uh, Jules. That was one of the like most movies. The villain would get hit by a car. He'd have a couple bumps and bruises. Oh, he's fucked, dude. He's up, fucked, dude. and like to the point even where you can see that his bottom jaw has been dislocated. And he's got a piece of his jaw that's like jutting into yeah, into his and he's talking like this because there's a piece of his jaw yeah. that's sticking into the middle you of his see mouth. It. Yeah, oh, it's <laughs> like, so gross, dude. That's so fuck. That's so <laughs> realistic. It's disturbing. Like yep. this whole movie's been pretty funny and sure. like and weird and like you know like that's what I'm but saying. Like, this movie but like, seems weird for us to do, but it's definitely rooted in genre. Oh, it's for definitely, sure. It, it, whoever, well, cra- like crazy, yeah. crazy people to me are like. And actually, I'm 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 completely wrong about the idea that he was. I I I'm realizing that now. He's fucking nuts, nuts right? Nuts. But I feel like he was driven nuts by his desire to. That's I guess that's what I was getting to. He was driven crazy by his desire to keep his insane wife happy. Sure. Right. Sure. So yes, he is crazy, but he was driven crazy by that. Um. But yeah, like uh, just the the realism juxtaposed juxtaposed with the the campiness of it and the like just the absolute batshit bonkers niche bonkers ish bonkers bonkers niche of it all is it i don't know it made for a really like cool fun romp yeah you know what no, I, mean? I agree i completely like agree. i like this movie a lot i really liked it a lot completely agree um and that's all i have to say about it i, I, think. I no, i thought it was great i actually there's a part of me that almost enjoyed this movie more than Barbarian, just because it was a fun watch. You know, like I'd go back to this movie and watch it again. Barbarian, I'd watch it again. I don't know if I'd watch it again right away though. Barbarian was, yeah, I'd definitely watch it again. Barbarian was one of those movies where it's like, I will tell people to watch it. Sure. Like, oh, dude, you gotta go see that. Like, you gotta watch this and like, like tell you, me you and tell me what you think. It. I want to talk about Barbarian yeah. more than I want to watch it. Right? Yeah, I agree. I would watch I it again to pick up on things that I missed, but I mostly want to talk about it. Yeah. Whereas this movie, I would I would watch. I agree. Hundred percent. Again, you know, like I and just have fun with it, um, without necessarily having to talk to people about it. I agree. I could 100%. just throw this one, th- throw this one on and have fun. So, and this movie we watched on. Hulu? Uh, Hulu, yeah. Hulu? Hulu. Which, uh, you know, jump in there before they no. raise their prices to $125,000 a month. Going to be crazy. For ads. Yeah. Uh, Bar- With ads. Barbarian was on uh, uh, HBO, HBO Max. Max. Yep. 
yeah, so go get yourself an AT&T plan. And you get it for free. And you get it for free. There you go. (laughs) Um, And that's it. All right, James. That's that's Kill Bill. That's it. Volume three. Yes. We did it. We did it. We we finally did it. Um, All right. Well, next week... Next week, we'll, we we're t- we technically should have kicked off our Christmas episodes this Shut week. Up. We were a week behind. But we are pieces of shit, so we yes. didn't. Actually, I think there's I think there's five five weeks in December. No? No. There's so. not? No. We'll figure that out. It doesn't matter. No. But next week, we'll definitely... Well, it's not five uh, Mondays. For, okay. Well, no. we'll figure it out. Next week, we'll definitely kick off our Christmas season. We'll be back with some Christmas horror movies for you. In the meantime, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzkill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. We're on all major streaming sites. Clearly, you've already found us. But uh, you know, if you want to spread the good word, write a note, tell Santa to listen to us. Yeah, and uh, leave him some cookies by uh, yours truly. Yep, that's it. Make sure they're vegan, gluten free, with carob chips. Nah, fuck that. Oh, yeah. Nope. Pack them with nope. chocolate. Chocolate and caramel chips. Oh, fuck. There it is. Sounds good. And peanut butter cups. That also sounds good. And... I'm coming to your house for Christmas. Maybe maybe some, like, poussois butter cups. <laughs> poussois butter. You lost me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we will see you next week. See ya. Have a good night, everybody. Bye. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, bud. Bye. Ooh, that was that was almost bad. Yeah.